You break the rules and become a hero. I do it and become the podcast. That doesn't seem fair. So that's, that's Wanda, right? Wanda yeah, Maximoff. Now, now, here's the thing. Looking at the quotes page for this movie, which, let me just check my notes here, is called Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. He's in it. Um, this is a movie where if you look at a quotes page, it, it, even having seen the film twice, all of this reads like gobbledygook. Right. It's Greek. Yes. Uh, here, here are some uh, uh, quotes here. Uh, Baron Mordo, careful, Steve, and this path exacts a heavy toll. Okay? Sure, sure. He says that pretty chewetel, though. This path exacts That's a heavy toll. Heavy toll. You know, he's, but, he puts okay, a little butter so on that one. Reasonable, reasonable line, <laughs> right. right? Here's another one. Black Bolt, I'm sorry. Now, the context in the movie is very <laughs> right, different. I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. It's all loud. But when it's just written like that. Black Bolt, I'm sorry. How about this one? Scarlet Witch, and then brackets. See Zombie Strange. Dreamwalking, you hypocrite. <laughs> These are great quotes. I gotta say, I've been wondering for the past, I don't know, month at this point, yeah. what you were gonna do. I, know, I, I had no, I had two guesses. Okay, and you okay. didn't do either. Okay, what were your two? I thought the one that in the movie when I saw sure. it, I was like, I bet Griffin's gonna do this. Was uh the line is this time it's gonna take more than killing me to kill me. That's great the best line. line in the movie. A great line. Yeah. I just didn't know how to fucking butcher that one with podcast. This time more than podcasting, more than podcasting me. Podcasting 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 me. me. Yeah, at that point, though, does it sound like anything? I think Rachel McAdams nails the sort of like go back to hell line. But again, that doesn't really no. translate into your podcast back to hell. And you could tie it into the title. Yeah, of this that's is another one. I just think this was transcribed poorly. Like the way <laughs> the way this I not to note fucking IMDb uh, quote submission artists. OK. Captain Carter, I could do this all day. Underneath, gets bisected by her own shield. <laughs> Good moment. <laughs> just rude. But rude. Rude. Just like, just give her to the spoil fucking it? quote. I'll give her the quote. Yeah, don't undercut it. Well, she does get bisected by her own shield, though. It's pretty funny. Spoiler it's alert. Yes. For, a, you know. A, the biggest movie a, of the year. A, a oh, multiverse no. character in a, right, in the biggest movie. Well, no, it's, it's it, no longer the it's biggest now, movie of the year. As in, we have delayed this episode so long that it's no longer the biggest movie yeah. of the well, year. Well, I was going to say, I don't remember it damn thing about this movie okay. you saw maybe three weeks ago yes yeah, so you have to remind me as i've we seen go it along. twice mm -hmm. and even i i remember the movie we've we've yes and i even I am like, right some of the details this was fuzzy. another thing where we, i remember he's very funny <laughs> <laughs> we had a couple delays couple a couple cases of the vid mm. unfortunately yeah call us kid vid call us kid vids um and, and uh and, and yes yes this there were a couple there were a couple delays uh, it, it, not in the scheduling of this episode. Uh, coming out, hitting your ears, uh, just in time for the Disney Plus launch. I think that still just feels strange. Every time they tweet out like Doctor Strange, Doctor Strange will be on Disney Plus in fifteen days. Yeah, and you're like, yeah. isn't that movie number two at the box office? Aren't you just taking money away from yourself? Yeah, what, what the fuck are you talking about? But also, it, it they're kind of right. Like the life cycle of the movie is sort of like, I guess it's pretty much it made its fucking four hundred million dollars very quickly and it's done. Well, yes, but I think that is not indicative of Marvel. Uh, how Marvel movies do universally. I no. actually think it's indicative of general unhappiness with this movie. I think so too. From Marvel fans. I think so too. Like I think um, Shang-Chi Shang had more yes. lifeblood at the box office by the point they put and, it on okay. Disney+. Plus. Not that this movie has done poorly in any sense. Obviously no, it is a, a, a big money grossing hit, especially when you consider that it's a Doctor Strange sequel yes. about yep. the multiverse. Yeah. A thing that would have sounded ludicrous. Right. 
even a few years ago, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Just a, another one. thing. made like what double what Doctor Strange made, right? Like Doctor yeah. Strange it, it one well. overperformed. It did like two seventy domestic, and we were all having to deal with like the election happening, like. At yes. the same time, so it was, right. it was one of those. I saw it right around when Trump got elected. Movies. He's uh, also freaking Doctor wizard, Strange made which is kind of corny. Two thirty-two, <laughs> Griffin. Okay, sorry. Yeah, worldwide uh, number six seventy-six. Okay, but no, not the one billion that Doctor Strange no, will make. No, I, yeah. I do remember Doctor feeling though, no, and then two. you know, fucking Black Panther comes out, and uh, uh, Captain Marvel crushes this as well. But it was like that was pretty high for a first movie. At that point, it was uh, sort no, of no, like... No, it, no, it's true. It, not just the first movie, though. Doctor, Doctor Strange. Strange with Benedict Cumberbatch. Right. It just was not one of those things where no. you were like, this is a home run. I mean, no, no. that felt like they'd got, like, Doctor Strange to me felt like the real sign of, like, oh, Marvel has become such a thing yeah. that even this is going to be a colossal hit. Look, with general people, like, normal people shouldn't care about it all. Look, let me say a couple of things. This is Blank Check with Griffin and David. I'm Griffin. I do it. It's a podcast about filmographies. David was very fast and very on it, and he was looking for me to compliment him and tell me he did a good job. I'm more like trying to see how abstract my I'm David can sound <laughs> at a certain point. Yeah. It can just sort of sound like a weird, like, alien noise. It's like my father's signature over years has morphed into just a line. Right. <laughs> Right. He just kept on right. simplifying right. it to the point where it's literally just a line. Now he's like some medieval peasant where it's like, make your mark here on the paper. <laughs> right. It like makes a line. Right. Sure. My mother, by the way, signs checks at restaurants with a fucking family crest. <laughs> sure. With a quill. Wax up her fucking <laughs> ring. Um, uh, it's a podcast about filmographies. Directors who have massive success early on in their career, say, an Evil Dead trilogy. Sure. And are given a series of blank checks to make whatever crazy passion products they want. Sometimes those checks clear, and sometimes they bounce it to the multiverse, baby. Yep. yep. Uh, yeah, this true. has been a miniseries on the films of Sam Raimi. We're sure saying is. goodbye. We are. A, a, a delayed goodbye. A delayed goodbye. We've already moved on to the other series, but this is this is that one thing we which had we've to announced. We, we've pin we've we've circled around to Fosse. This was the one we kept on struggling to schedule, and uh, the miniseries has been called "Podcast Me to Hell." Mm-hmm. Today we're talking about Doctor Strange: The Multiverse of Madness. Our guest today is Patrick Willems. That's right. Hello, the Patrick H. Willems YouTube channel, but also director of the new film <laughs> just premiering on Nebula: Night of the Coconut. Thank you. Great Another plug. way in which this fucking it timed just, out it's well. Actually, what's the actual date of its premiere? Uh, uh, well, like it, 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 as of our recording, it yes. comes out uh, in two days, and so it'll be out when this episode. Okay, drops. fine. But it just it's it a, recently premiered. Yes, yes. yes. And look in the description; there'll be a link so you can fucking watch. Hell it. yeah! Sure will. Getting that BC bump. Uh, That's what I'm saying. I love it when we do that. I love it. it well, because it was it like, feel oh useful. fuck, this thing timed out. Doctor Strange episodes coming out six weeks after the movie comes right. out. Will anyone give a shit? And you're like, oh, Disney Plus, yeah. Patrick's fucking movie. Everything works out great. All of this to say, Patrick had a premiere last night. I got too drunk. And I'm with the karaoke, my voice is gone. Griffin and I were out until about 4 a.m. Yeah, Patrick- Griffin and I were out until 4 a.m. I would say I woke up today around 5 a.m. So like there was a one hour window <laughs> of you guys sleeping and me sleeping. That's you assuming that I got to sleep well, by 5 a.m. Well, that's another good point, right. Yeah, I, yeah. It was hard to turn the brain off last night. Mm. Uh, I, I could have swung by and woken you up. Mm. I could have tickled you. <laughs> don't think I would have appreciated that. Really? Yeah, no. Um, but I, I had to introduce you. I had to set the podcast because I want to bring this up. Okay. Yes. You did a video. You do a, a, a there's a video a series. I'd say it's an unofficial series you've done where you will take your parents 
to see the latest entry of a franchise where they have no familiarity like with Fast the previous. And so these are like Patreon right. goals. Right. And so we did two. We did one for Avengers Endgame. Yes. I think they had seen Iron Man 1, and we skipped okay. to that. And then we did F9. And they, they hadn't no, seen anything. They, right. they now, I will say, shout out to my parents, on their own, they went back and watched the first eight. Fucking cool. Yeah. That's great. Now, the, the Endgame video, you're sort of talking with your parents and going like, what do you know? Right, you always do this thing of like, I just want to test you through cultural osmosis. Right, right. What's what's reached you? And yeah. you have that thing that's kind of sweet, where your dad reveals that he was like more of a Marvel fan growing up than you ever kind of knew. Mm. Yeah, and, but was and, he just one of those guys where it's like he gets older and it just he put childish things away or whatever? He I think his thing. I, I think he like right. went to college, right. you know, in the seventies, and is like, I don't know, I want to play sports and do drugs. And yeah, so, like my like, because my but, mom read comics all the time when she was. Teen. I just it's just, but right. like she never went return to it so no. it's just vestigial and, right. also never had any impulse to go see the movies no. of these things decades later no. like my father bragged to me once about the fact that he was like he showed me a college photo from his fucking college yearbook and he had a Spider-Man shirt and he was like and that was cool at the time people weren't wearing shirts with things on them <laughs> And I was like, <laughs> graphic tease, the t hot new t thing. You know, Tim Conway in 30 Rock, he's like, you yeah, know, shirts didn't have words on them back then. <laughs> I, I think about that joke all the time. This is truly what my father said to me, but I was like, you have any affinity for Spider-Man at any point in your life? So you're like asking your dad, and it's like, what characters do you know? He's like, Spider-Man. You know, he's like, listen sure, to the obvious sure. thing. And then he was like, Doctor Strange. I fucking love Doctor Strange. And your dad outs himself as this like, Harker, he's like, that was the one I really liked as a yeah. kid. Was your, remembering deep cut shit. Was your dad, you know, a child of the 60s? Because Doctor Strange was a bit of a sort of cool countercultural I mean, that, that is 100% the thing. That's what it was speaking yeah. to, it, right? It was, yeah, I mean, you know, my dad. Yes, ben, like, I'm being that, serious. I did not, wait, I'm so surprised. Patrick, finish your thought, Please. and then I can yeah. give yeah. Ben a little oh, context, yeah. sure. But yeah, you know, m my dad was like a, you know, he grew up in like Long Island in like the sure. like 60s and stuff like that. And like, you know, then like, you know, went off to Oberlin, like grew long hair and yeah. a mustache and all those things. And, and yeah, it's like, obviously the, the, the guy he would be into is just like the psychedelic guy. Right. Right. And just the, the thing is like, you know, you read the, the Lee Ditko stuff yeah. and it's basically that like, which is uh, really worth reading and really, really good. It's really fun. There's like one like omnibus that collects the whole yes. run. And what's fun long. about that is. Uh, back then, for a very long time, comics were just very episodic. It's like, mm -hmm. each issue self-contained story. And the Lee Ditko run is clearly the one where Ditko just, like, absolutely did whatever the fuck he wanted and did a, like, 20-part serialized story. Like, every issue, it just, like, it, it, it just continues in one long, like, journey around the world. And it's just an excuse to, like, go into weird dimension, have a bunch of shapes sure. just, like, Love mushed up shapes. against each other. Yeah, but, I mean, it's not just that, but he builds out this sort of bananas, you know, quasi spiritual canon where he's just mixing mm. up, you know, psychedelia and Eastern mysticism and Egyptian stuff, yes. like Sumerian yes. stuff, right? You know, you mix yeah. it all together and you make this weird mythology. Right. And because no one fucking read Doctor Strange, he, he didn't even have his own series. It, it was a strange kind of get away tales. With it. Yeah. That, was, right. that was the thing with all those old issues. It's like, it's strange tales, and half the the issue with Doctor Strange, half of it is like Nick Fury, Agent sure, of Shield. Sure, sure. And like Roy Thomas talks about how like, 
you know, people come up and be like, man, do you guys like do all kinds of like LSD and mushrooms? And they'd be like, what? No, we don't do any of that. You know, but like everyone right. reading them was like, these guys must be whacked Fucking out of their turned heads, on, man. man. <laughs> you know? Damn. All right. I have a total a new appreciation for Dr. We're, Strange. Look, we're going to get into Dr. This. Strange and Silver Surfer, I yeah, would actually, say, two sort of psychedelic like, heroes. I, I will right. say, in terms of Ben, have, have any of you guys read the, uh, the Sean Howe book, uh, Marvel Comics, The Untold Story? No. Like, it is... It's it, it's the best. Uh, it just like going through like basically oral history of the whole history of like Marvel from the 30s to yeah. today. But the sections on like the the 60s section is basically just like they should just make it a TV show. It's 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 just Mad Men, but they're making comics. And then the, but the 70s stuff is fun because it talks about you've got these guys like Jim Starlin, the guys doing like the cosmic stuff, and they'd just be like, yeah, we would just like walk around. We would just like you know. Take LSD, walk around Manhattan at like 4 a.m., just generate a bunch of ideas. Like, like Ditko, totally straight edge. Right. The, the right. other guys yeah. that came in afterwards, they they were really going for it. Right. And so so I think, Ben, that's your jam. Well, it, it's yeah, funny. I got to like, gotta check this stuff like out. Like Adam Warlock but and that stuff. Adam Warlock, like, right. all that cosmic yes. shit. It's just funny. I truly think your father is the only person I have ever witnessed in any form saying Doctor Strange was my favorite as a kid. Right. It's yep. just a thing that like you never fucking hear. Sure. And especially like Doctor Strange is one of the only Marvel characters of that tier, arguably, who didn't get his own fucking animated series in the 70s or the 90s. No yeah, there's song. only that really weird TV movie. Right. Yes. I think that's about it. Live action TV movie. I mean, he would like did he did he he would might pop up on a Spider-Man sure or something. Right. Like he he, He'd make a guess. But it was just like they were going like fucking Ghost Rider, Silver Surface guys on show, Fantastic Four have their own show. Spider like everyone. Doctor Strange was just never in that fucking. I will say rotation. I remember, you know, Griffin, to bring up your favorite topic, toys. Yes. Um, uh, when I was a kid, like, you know, 90s Spider-Man uh, Fox Kids cartoon. Mm -hmm. I think Doctor Strange is in one episode, and I had the action figure of Doctor Strange from like the Spider-Man animated okay. line, yeah. and that it was a really good figure, and uh, and he had a cool like rubber cape that you could bend into poses. Cool, cool, but but yes, it's like right, he's in like one episode. It certainly felt like every other character that Marvel had tested at that point of being the titular role was either like has some notability or looks fucking cool. Sure. Or like even Ant Man, where everyone was like, "Now they're scraping the barrel." You're like, Ant Man exists as at least like a fucking joke. And, but also, Ant Man has a a power that we all love, right? We've Very all easy loved to understand. Honey, I shrunk the kid, right? You're just and like he was an Avenger. And, yes. and he was an original Avenger. Right. The Doctor Strange thing absolutely felt like is this breaking point. I remember saying to you, we saw the trailer, David, in some in front of some fucking movie. It was and it, the trailer for the first movie was sort of semi, you know, self serious, like teach right. me, you right. know, all that. And the final. Yeah. like money shot of the trailer was him standing in front of the fucking window with the cape right and i said i can't believe that's the money shot that they right. put that's, in like that's it's a mic supposed drop to get the fans going woo, woo, right woo, he's got the cape he's got the window and it fucking worked it was a hit and it, it only is when you step back and go like oh obviously fucking covid and director switch over and everything six years in between those two movies yes although he has appeared in three other films 
No, more than that. Four? Four. Because he's in Thor Ragnarok. Right. Remember? Jesus. He gives him a big beer. Yes. And he has the gloves it's on. The him, one one. Yeah. It's the one with the gloves. It's the one with the gloves. And then he's in both uh, Avengers films. Yes. And then he's in Spider-Man No Way Home in a very seamless and smoothly integrated appearance. Right. That like, doesn't well, feel like them being like, ah, I don't fucking know. One of the things about this fucking movie is it like has to be a Doctor Strange sequel. It has to be a No Way Home sequel. It has to be a WandaVision sequel. It's, that's the thing. Right? It's, so it's not really a No Way Home sequel at all. I think it, it really doesn't acknowledge uh, it. A little bit, right. Well, because I guess the order flipped of what was supposed the, to be. There's just no discussion of No Way Home yeah. at all. Yes. Apart from the very vague, like, I'm aware of the multiverse. Like, you know, that. Right. Yeah, he, yes. he's like, I recently dabbled in right. the multiverse. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know that, because I fucking already complained about this thing in previous episodes, okay. the thing in fucking No Way Home where Ned suddenly becomes the yes. greatest sorcerer overnight yes. because his grandmother fucking read a book once or some shit she she's like what the grandma's like oh, our family's kind of magical or right. whatever yes yeah that was supposed to be fucking america chavez that was the entire point was she was gonna this be movie that. ends she's in training and then in the next movie that's like we need help we have to open portals find peter parker right they she go was gonna to, pop up yeah because you know. she fucking opens portals who cares who fucking cares? There's no gotta cares. be an easier way to make these movies. Yes. Billion dollars can't be wrong, right? I mean, that's what they would always say. But yes, I, I don't, I would love to know, and it would just be for my personal enjoyment, mm -hmm. what on earth happened, and I'm sure COVID is to blame, and I'm sure the vagaries of actor scheduling yes. and all this stuff is to blame. The Spider-Man thing also, some like the Sony, to, right, licenses, the Sony license where they have to release every, the movie. Right. But how they how to untangle the weird chronology of this Spider-Man and WandaVision. Yes. Which in my head should just play in a different order. And I think maybe was initially planned to. It like feels it should go. Yes. Sorry. Uh let me get this right. This Spider-Man or this and then WandaVision should come after. Correct. And it's the biggest problem with this movie in an MCU sense. Yes. It is not a problem with this movie if you are just sitting down to watch a fun sci-fi horror movie, in my opinion, or fantasy horror yes. movie. But if in the larger sense of like, why is Wanda behaving this way? It would just make a lot more sense if WandaVision is her reaction to this. Correct. Right. Correct. You, you, She's looking for vision in other universes, yes. and then she fucking makes her own and reality. that's with when the she fully does the full break from reality. Right. I am going to create my own universe. Rather than this being, WandaVision being in between Endgame and this. Right. Look, it is... The single biggest issue with this movie is like this feels like I don't think it's an issue with this movie. I think it's an issue with the MCU. I, I don't it doesn't I really bother me with both. this movie. Sure. I think I it's mean both. you have to say both, I guess, because this is part right. of a you know, two dozen film series. But so I, yes, I, I plus do think TV shows. This yes. is very much a moment that exposes what you're saying of like there has to be a fucking better way to make these movies. And it's one of those things where it's just like COVID fucked up everything. It did. It did. And it right. makes it's it just so like one where you're wasn't like, even gonna be the first show to come out, right? Correct. And that it wasn't. Got, it was gonna be Falcon and Winter Soldier, which would have been a right. sizzling way to kick it off. <laughs> right. Uh, and I think yeah. they fucking God, what was the problem? I don't know, but I think it was because they didn't want to introduce Julia Louis Dreyfus until after Black Widow came out, but then that ended up getting flipped as that well. That may have been part of the problem. Yeah, I mean everything we're saying, we just sound like addled fools, lunatics, yeah. uh, uh, and I, I, it's I disgusting. Yeah, Ben, do you and think this is interesting? Do I think this is interesting? Ben, yeah, mm, let's have keep you going. seen Wandavision? No. <laughs> have you seen you you did you see Spider Man: colon, No Way Home? I did on a plane. You saw it on okay. a plane, okay. and you saw this film. 
In theaters. I saw it in theaters, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, I, I just remembered. I have a story about my theater-going oh, experience. Oh, boy. Did Doctor Strange appear? I yelled at someone. Oh! oh. Who? Oh. Doctor Strange? Teens! Teens! Youths? Yeah. Youths! Oh, my God. Uh, what, what, what were they doing? All right, so here's the deal, okay? Were they I'm SPs? Going... Yeah. They were sneakies? Uh-oh. I'm going to the theater. It's like a Tuesday. It's like pretty deep into the run of okay. the movie. Yeah. This is a bad site, right? This is where you might get a, a rowdier yeah. you know, group, not right. an yeah. audience, but yeah. a few kids who are just here to hang. Now, I'm in the process of quitting smoking cigarettes, so I'm a little on edge. Okay. I'm a little on edge. Ben's getting very animated as he's telling and the story. so... I go to Williamsburg Cinema, which you know can yeah, be sure. a hit or miss uh-huh. kind of experience. Yeah, it's kind of just a no frills, you know, movie house. Mm-hmm. There's there's no food to be eaten there. There's no you know reclining seats or anything like that. It's a movie place. Sure, they sure. show the movie. I sit, and unfortunately, then shortly thereafter, three fifteen year olds sit right behind me. Mm, cool. They start with the plastic bag of candy, loose candy they have or something. They're going about with that and they're whispering to each <laughs> other. And it's fine. I'm not like the kind of person where I want to feel like an old like guy shaking my fist at kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, sure. But at some point they just started talking actually about like, oh yeah, you know, WandaVision. Did you watch oh, the Oh, they're show? just they're like, like just talking right, sifting through and- Marvel lore yeah Yeah, i like listen you know i don't know how we can debate this i though i lost it and i said shut the fuck up oh wow (laughs) you went right there here's the thing everyone else in the theater then also got scared and it's like there was a guy scared of you yeah there was a guy kind of near them who like had been eating candy and all of a sudden he slowed down (laughs) him grabbing the like the like chocolate cover almonds or whatever he had right i felt so bad i felt so bad this is you were just a little on edge from the smoking and of course you were so scared of the multiverse yes i I was and i needed to really take it in yeah right it was sort of a work assignment for you right Right. but here all right and i I'll leave it to you guys because I don't want to take too much more time with this. Uh-huh. Other than I just think sometimes people, when they're talking at theaters, they need to get yelled at. Yes. And I probably went a little too you far. Might've, you might have had a Will I Smith think you just, size. you got to first do the like, hey, can you be quiet? Yeah, or hey, can you stop watch talking? Movie. Yeah. And then if, you know, if things don't you change, skip the then first maybe five you can be steps. like, hey. Right. Like, no, you know, I, I just louder. saw Red. Yeah. I did apologize to them afterwards. And... At least, you know, I, I said, I'm sorry. Okay. And what they for, say? For overreacting. They just looked at their shoes and said, uh, uh, and just walked away. But they did oh, shut like, up. Don't talk to me. Have uh, you uh, do uh, not watched WandaVision? Uh, <laughs> um, I think WandaVision would make more sense after this movie. They, they say, start shut on the that. fuck up. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I feel like uh, force majeure global events, right? Finally, sort of like uh, cast a wind across the house of cards that Feige has been so carefully assembling. Mm. The puzzle pieces of all this movie made all the more complicated by now the TV shows having to like fit in between these things. Right. And it does just sort of show like this movie feels a little bit like a, a real Jenga tower. Of like, do you maybe need to rethink this a little and start making these things a little more self-contained, or, or just just slow down a little slow bit? Down. You know, I mean, the the, the thing that just. It's still so weird to me is that they made a Doctor Strange movie, 2016. Yes. And it was very successful. Yeah. And then Doctor Strange is a supporting character in four other movies. Yes. And then he finally gets a sequel and he's a supporting character yes. in his own movie where basically 
he has he doesn't really get the emotional arc in the movie. Not really. No. Uh, it, I mean, like, he gets a a very mild arc of sort of like you know, right. They said you need up. to get over Rachel McAdams, and I'm like, he does. Yeah, <laughs> like, but whatever, whatever. They like, just get, let the guy well, like, let yeah. the guy get it get a proper movie where he uh, also I feel like they've I don't want to say totally cracked it, but they've gotten a little bit better at figuring out like how to. Like, who is Cumberbatch Doctor Strange? Yes. This Look, is the thing. I think I'm more pro this movie than the two of you. No, no. I Here's the thing. I am pro this movie. Right. But it is almost exclusively because of Sam Raimi Mr. directing Sam it. Raimi. As yes. opposed to, like, the MCU of it all. Yeah, I don't know that I can really be too pro MCU of late, even though I've enjoyed mm -hmm. movies like Shang-Chi and this. Mm -hmm. Because I'm with you, Griffin, where I'm sort of like, I don't really know what the plan is anymore. It yeah. more feels like we'll do a movie, X person will be in it, we'll we'll force some fucking thing in there to to delight people. So the Illuminati thing sort of feels like that here, right? Yeah. I mean, we, uh, we saw this movie together for the first time, David. We did. We went to the press screening for whatever. Well, you know, I'm not trying to show like off. two months ago now, yeah. at this point. Um, yeah. And, and I was saying to you, like, the Raimi stuff is really good. I just get so fucking bummed out by the Marvel mm -hmm. shoe leather. And your response was, I just don't even think about that stuff anymore. Like, you were right. sort of like, that's just white noise to me. I'm yeah, not I mean, judging like, it based on how well it does that stuff or not, because all of that feels like jury duty. The, I mean, right. And, like, as a comic book fan, I'm always intrigued by it. But as a cinema fan, right. I am not particularly. I'll say we all recently seen Jurassic World Dominion. I, 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 so I saw this a second time the day after I saw Dominion. You've seen Dominion. An interesting You've point entered of the Dominion. Uh, oh, I, uh, I, I've entered the You've Dominion. Which is, a, is, a, is, in my opinion, a very bad blockbuster. Yes. And a bad yes. movie. Yes. Um, but in Dominion, like, so, like, in Doctor Strange, when it's time for the Illuminati to show up, you'd certainly feel them, you know, the script presses pause a little bit, and it's kind of, but in Dominion, it's, even more egregious how like where it's like it's time for an action sequence and it's like okay pause uh the dinosaur's gonna chase <laughs> you know and you're just sort of like is there is this does this have anything to do with anything in the movie it's like yeah you like dinosaurs don't you you little pig come on He's just look it's chasing you're enjoying this and i'm like this doesn't you know it truly feels like the movie grinds to a halt for yes. any action sequence yes it, it, yes no right. this i mean this movie feels to me like fucking sam raimi is the one in front of the subway car mm -hmm. holding on to fucking 20 webs attached to buildings <laughs> a little bit right, right? And, uh, certainly there were reshoots and there's yeah. all kinds of like jesus what's going on with and this he's movie both, like right. trying to like fit into the demands of a marvel movie and trying to make his own thing and like and it, the weight of Reactivate his first his film in nine years. Right, right. Know, Have like, another hit. This is also what's so funny about it because, you know, you look at all the interviews that he does for this movie. And and to be clear, this is like, this is the case in every interview he's ever done. Uh, yeah, he, but, it's true. He he is like this always. He's right. a good but, but like, salesman. Yeah. Like, people, like, you know, you know, I was so excited he was finally back. So yeah. many people were so excited. And, they, they, you know, and before the movie came out, I remember people like on Twitter, like getting very nervous, like because they'd just be sharing these clips of him talking. It, people would ask him, like, so did you really like try to put like, you know, your own like style into this, make right. it a Sam Raimi movie? And he was just like, no, you know, I'm just trying to make it like a, you know, like a good, solid, crowd pleasing my, my chapter in, uh, in, in the Marvel series and just do another episode for them and make the fans happy. And it sounds like 
he re- like he just like went in trying to make it totally anonymous. And that combined with all the reshoot stories and right. shit, we're you're, you're like, just oh, like Feige just squish him. Is this and, gonna yeah. be Oz the Great and powerful? And then you're like, no, he's actually just be polite. <laughs> like yeah, like right. in the interviews, I like, mean, because it's the same thing if you look at like 2002 interviews, right, and was, uh, obviously Spider Man is a Sam Raimi movie, yeah. and every interview he's just like, no, I was just trying to like honor like Stan Lee and Steve Ditko and, and he, do what they would have done. He seems embarrassed about his thing. Yes, right. Like he never wants to acknowledge that he. He's like up to his old tricks. I mean, JJ's been joking about it like for all these fucking months, but Our even researcher. as far back as Darkman, he's like, it was really time for me to just put the camera down right. and T- step take my back. little box of tools and yeah. put it under the yeah, shelf. Just tell like, a, a, yeah. a good adult story. Right. And then you watch the movie and you're like, what is he talking about? Like, <laughs> and the only ones where it's actually true are those, yeah. you know, we, we, we this is the end of our miniseries. Right. We talked about those mid 90s dramas and like, he even, you know, he sounds like ashamed of himself in those press yes. tours, right? Where he's like, I really want to grow up. Right. And now it's more back to the just like he's a nice guy in a suit who's like, well, Marvel's really a good enterprise and people have fun at them. And, you know, yeah. But I remember, right. Patrick, I think we were hanging out when the story broke. We went to see uh, okay. some movie no, no, no. and then we were at Schnippers afterwards. Y- yes. Uh, I, will, I will say, Griffin. And laughing at Schnippers? Schnippers, baby. And look, when you see a it's movie. It's like, what a weird, like, fast food reference that no one's going to get. We were Schnippers, the 40th and 8th, baby. Times Square movie. Excuse yes. me. If you see a movie in New York yes. at the AMC 25, you go to Schnippers that's after the place that. To go. That's what, that's what happens. Diarrhea. Yeah, but it's fun. Sometimes Yeah, right. Well, it's all organized. You know, it comes. It's very timely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Right. It's on a schedule. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they have a bunch of like private restrooms there. You put yes. in the code. Yes. Oh, that's another a good point. thing I love that's about that point. place: that's individual nice. stalls. Okay. Yeah. No, actually. Griffin, to me, the funny thing about inviting me on this episode is that I feel like this movie kind of represents the entire history of our friendship. That's true. Because was we that first, the first time we hung? We, the first time we met was yes. you uh, d- did an appearance in in a video I made. I, I basically I was like, right. I'm gonna do this three part thing and say literally every take I have about the MCU and then never talk about it right. again. Put it in a box. Yeah. Right. And so right. we met by uh, and you 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 we did a whole conversation in that. Yeah. And then skip ahead to, I think it was, uh, like, I don't know, a couple of years later. And then we had gone to see Weathering with you. Right. And, and Not then a bad a, movie. No, it's a, a movie I like, a movie that, whose ending love kind of baffled us. I it's, love it's that ending so much. It's a very bizarre movie. Yeah. It's really kind of like, out, like, the what ending is, is why I like that What movie. is it saying at the end here? Right. I don't know. It's fuck you, kind of, is what it's Kind saying. of. Yeah, which right. I love. It's yeah, like, like it's not our responsibility to fix No, I'm going to turn into a cloud, bitch. Yeah. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Oh, yeah. So uh, we went to Schnippers. And yeah. uh, and then what happened was, and I actually, I want to get this part on the record. You went to the bathroom. I checked my phone. And suddenly a bunch of people texted me, like, like, do you see the news? Raimi directing Doctor Strange 2. And you come back and I say, hey, did you see the news? And you say, yeah, Kirk Douglas died. <laughs> and this happened at the exact second. And my mind was going a mile a minute just dealing with the Raimi news. Yeah. That I just went. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure, whatever. But no, 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 Sam Raimi. And so I, I would like to apologize to the estate of Kirk okay. Douglas. He was 103 enough. years he was, old. It's okay. But I, I, like... I, I like threw away that information yeah. so quickly because all I want to talk about is like, why is Sam Raimi now after like nine years – He's gonna direct a movie again, and it's a sequel we, to a superhero like, movie. Couldn't get we spent two hours only talking about why is this happening? Why is this happening? And also, like, I didn't think that was a move they had in the playbook. Well, 
I it, they haven't more gone and more. I think it is there now. I think that's Feige's latest well, thing. Or it used to be he would hunt for the big stars, right? Yeah. Like it was always who are the that, people who would never do a movie, right? Can I talk and like sometimes he gets the Robert yeah. Redford, sometimes right. he doesn't get the Joaquin Phoenix, right. who he like tried to get. Yes, blah, blah, blah. Jolie. He had like his right. crown jewels, right. like people who you'd never imagine would ever do a superhero. And now movie. I feel like he's more thirsty for the like, what if I can that's convince the an A tier story on Fantastic Four now? And he was yeah, like that, like he liked Sam Raimi had like a sure hand and right. did not he didn't have to like look over his shoulder on every shot right. which is funny because the response from some Marvel fans is why didn't you rein Sam Raimi in right. I know it's so <laughs> god this this whole, everything about this movie is bizarre and it, like it's reputation as a cultural object and how it gets to this point whatever but obviously Scott Derrickson writes and directs the first movie right Yeah, that is like he's got more of a hand on that film than I feel like a lot of directors on those first movies. Yeah. Were, also, one thing yeah, I was him like, and a Robert Cargill is his yeah. uh, co-writer, right? It was right? like yeah. truly like they fucking were with that thing every step of the way. That's Pretty also, much. I think that's the last Marvel, uh, the only Marvel movie in like 12 years to shoot anything on film. Uh, yeah, because oh, wow. Derrickson likes that. I mean, it's yeah. also, it's that movie is fairly light on, um, you know, crossover it's business, right? Like, yeah. I don't remember much of anything in that regard. Right, Am that I movie kind something? of feels... the, the Thor beer thing, I think. Is, is, that, is that the post credit scene? But then they reuse it. But then it they, right, they redo yeah. it. Right. Um, no, that the thing I kind of like about Doctor Strange is a lot of it plays like this is how Sony would have made this movie in 2004. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, they had like some John... I can't say his name right. Spates? Spates? Sure. Spates? Yeah. Uh, like sort of spec script that they right. were working off. And it does feel like, right, a pretty down the middle origin story kind of thing. It's got yes. a fun ending. Yes. He does the time loop thing. You're like, oh, that's clever. Yeah, you know, good you know. effects. Dormammu the effects looks are cool. cool. Right. It's one of the only Marvel movies that was like actually benefited from 3D. But at the same time, it's sort of like, oh man, McAdams is here with doing nothing. Yeah. You got Mads Mikkelsen as a villain who's kind of a nobody. You There's have an this entire movie just Tilda Swinton. Up, controversy yes. that like feels like a bit of a self-own on their part even though she's like obviously compelling in the movie but it uh, it and she felt- would tell yeah she would tell there and you're sort of like it's them being like, well, he'll be villain number two. And then by the time two rolls right. around, they're like, we got like eight things to do. He can show up. <laughs> I but know, I mean, don't even bother me right now. It's fucking crazy. But, right. um, yeah. but yes, uh, they do their fucking Feige keynote, uh, you know, next phase thing where they announce all the th- fucking things. They announce it's Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. It was the, at Comic-Con, right? I think it was at Comic-Con when this was happening. It was at yeah. one of those, you know, Feige yes. PowerPoints. But it was right? when they yeah. were outlining and then WandaVision and Wanda will be in this and all the fucking shit. Right. And uh, Derrickson comes out and he's like, I want this to be Marvel's first real horror movie. Right. And uh, fucking Foggy has some joke where he's like, don't make it too scary. So then when Derrickson quits, it was like, that's weird. That's surprising. Do you think Foggy freaked out about the horror thing? And that was sort of the thought for a long time. Derrickson has recently done some interviews where he said like, uh, not not to get too dark about it, but that he had like unresolved trauma from his childhood. Mm. He was in therapy. It sort of bubbled up and he had a breakthrough as he was developing it. And he was like, I can't do a blockbuster. I need to work on myself. And that the black phone is kind of the movie of him processing his childhood. I didn't know about this at all. I didn't know that. I mean, the this other... is very recent. He's like, sure, there was well, no animus. Like... There was no pushback on what I was trying to do. I quit. I know it seems insane to people, but I was just like. I'm I'm finally working through shit that I've been suppressing for 30 years. Oh, I, I totally assumed this was Marvel being like, Same. you have to like put in all of these things and well, you can't make what you want to make. Cargill right. has said that. 
that okay. they that their script was not what Marvel wanted. I'm sure. You know, like that Marvel wanted, you know, something that's tied to a bunch of things and all that and uh whatever. Like yeah. imagine there's a world where they could have stuck with it and you know, found a middle ground with them and instead yeah. they were like, let's go do the black phone and you know, that's right. all that's all cool. But that whole thing where you're just like because the thought was, oh, he wanted to do his shit. He's coming off of having done this movie successfully, and Feige was like, know your place. To then go to Raimi, you're just like, is is this just for hire? Does he want Raimi? Does right. he want those fingerprints? Especially because Feige was like working at Marvel during Spider-Man. Yeah. You know? He was. No, of course. he he. I'm sure he has a lot of respect for Raimi for that reason. They alone. knew each yeah. other like yeah. back yeah. in the day. Uh, that's when Feige was the the eager, like Avi Rod's eager assistant, right. who's like, well, in the comics it says this, right? <laughs> right. You know, that's how I would imagine yes. younger Feige. Let's actually let me. I got the dossier up. Please. Let me let me give you a little bit of Raimi, you know, in between uh-huh. Oz and this. The yes. nine what's, years. What's up with Sam? Yeah. Um, first, he's working on something called Erp Saints for Sinners, which is based on a comic book. Okay. That maybe eventually, no, I guess it never got turned into anything. But like, wait, is wait. That like a supernatural Wyatt Earp. It's thing? a yeah. It's like Wyatt Earp fighting outlaws in like sort of post-apocalyptic Vegas. Okay, Sick. I don't know. I mean, it sounds the like kind of a lot of things. Okay, right. sure. Uh, then he signs on for a a war movie called The Outpost, okay. based on a Jake Tapper nonfiction book about oh, like yeah. soldiers wow. in Afghanistan or whatever. The CNN guy, the CNN guy himself. Didn't that yes. get made? Uh, it did. It was made by Rod Lurie right. with Scott Eastwood and Laundry Jones and Orlando Bloom and went nowhere. Yeah. Right. Yeah. David pointed at me. Well, because Laundry my Jones, boy. Yeah. This is the uh, most fascinating. Oh, I, <laughs> yeah. This is the most the fascinating best. thing about this period. And we're going to keep exploring this. But just like he was throwing out so many different things where it felt clear. Like he doesn't know what he, the next right. stage he's of his He's kind of seeing, waiting to see what's Does what he want to do a fact-based war movie? Does right. he want to launch a new potential franchise? Right. Right. Uh, the next thing is something called Love May Fall, which is based on a book uh, by Matthew Quick, who's the guy okay. who wrote Silver Linings Playbook. Yes. Um, that was going to be at Sony. And that's more of like a straightforward, like big old drama. Like mm-hmm. a lady has a meltdown and moves to Jersey and goes on a quest with her high school teacher. And there's a heroin addict. I don't know. Like Emma Stone was okay attached. Uh, and then... It fizzled and mm-hmm. has never been made. Then he was going to remake A Prophet. Yes. I think we right. mentioned that briefly. The wildest song. I think yeah. Dennis Lehane, the Mystic River yes. novelist, wrote some sort of adaptation of it. That was going to be at Sony. Now it's at Paramount. It's it's filming Russell now Crow- with Russell Crowe. I think it, I'm not sure if it's begun filming, but Russell okay. Crowe is definitely attached. And I think it's a music video and director it, now doing it. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Onwubulu. Okay. And... I think Stephen James from yes. like Beale Street and uh, Race yeah. has been attached. I mean, it sounds kind of cool. It does. A Prophet is pretty remakeable. Yeah. And that was like, that was a fascinating announcement. That was the one right. where I was like, oh, that's mm, interesting. Right. Yeah, yeah. 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 And I definitely. guess, was it more pre Oz that he tries to do King Killer Chronicles and yes. Warcraft? Right. 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 Um, so there's more. I mean, there's a lot. Right. Oh, no, King Kirill Chronicles is in here. Okay, wait. Okay. Something called World War Three. that was a right. WB movie based on, like, a nonfiction novel about, like, the future. Yeah. Like, predictions for the 21st Seems century. Like a fun Yeah, like, who the movie? fuck would ever want to watch that? Forget that. Then yeah. something called Stormfall. Okay. 
uh, uh, set at a heist during a tornado. I mean, that sounds kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, so, so is it like hurricane heist, but yeah, exactly. a tornado? Yeah. Tornado heist. Yeah, much uh, better. N- no further stuff. Uh, then an untitled Bermuda Triangle movie, uh, another kind of disaster movie that Skydance is working on, has never... Uh, really, mm-hmm. Ryan Reynolds apparently was circling that one. I don't know. Scott Derrickson actually okay. came aboard at some point. Uh, and that's still kind of uh-huh. percolating. And Chris Evans will supposedly be in it. Okay. Shrug. Then King Killer Chronicles. That's like fantasy books, right? Yes. I, mean, I never read those. Um, that, oh, right. The Name of the Wind. And now I think that's on TV. I want to say Showtime, maybe? Yes. So it's a show? I think it got turned into a show. Maybe not. Uh, and then The Last but of But wasn't Us. that also supposed to be with Lin-Manuel Miranda? Yes. Wasn't the whole thing that they, he was going to produce yeah. it? Because it's his favorite he, It's his favorite. Series. Right. Um, and he was going to, he was on a call. I don't know. But it has not, whatever. Right. Raimi has left that project. And then The Last of Us, which is now finally right. going to be an HBO show, right? Yeah. Um, but that was going to be a movie, and Raimi was the first choice for that. And I think that's at Sony as well. And that got it went into development hell. Uh, so just like he, he clearly is like, I don't know, I don't know. But it's all genre, mostly genre stuff, a with a couple things, more kind of and a of couple of the genre things. things sound a little more sober and grounded, like and nothing. Fr- I guess King Killer would be the closest, but like yeah. nothing too franchisey. No, Warcraft is the only one I remember right. where it felt like it it was far along when he left. Yeah, right. Like he was just sort of like I don't think my vision matches with theirs, but they were in sort of you know serious development. Um, and the, I mean, the other thing is somewhere along the line, maybe it was uh, earlier pre Oz Drag Me to Hell era, he gets Sony to get the shadow rights for him again. Uh-huh. But at that moment, it was sort of like, oh, he might produce this and not direct this. Sure. And a crazy thing now to think about is when that's announced in like 2009 or whatever, uh-huh. I remember thinking, you can't do another shadow movie. It's only been like 14 years. <laughs> sure. And now it's like... You know, of course, they could do one every five days. years. Like the moment a movie bombs, they immediately announce who's going to reboot it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, of course, he's produced many films through mm-hmm. Ghost House. Mm-hmm. You got uh, Evil Dead. You got Poltergeist. Yeah. That Poltergeist remake. Anyone ever saw that? Sam Rockwell's in it, right? No. Yeah. Did, did Was it Gil Keenan who Correct. directed that? Sounds right. Yeah. I never saw it. Uh, Don't Breathe. Big hit. Big hit. The recent The Grudge remake. Big not hit. Yep. Something oh, right, called The Unholy? One. I don't even know what that is. I don't remember that one. Uh, don't Breathe 2. And Crawl, which is... Oh, we saw uh, that together. We saw that together. Yeah. Uh, yes. That's Alexandra Aja. 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 Yeah. Um, that's the alligator movie? Yeah. yeah. It's yeah, pretty fun. So good. Uh, yeah. He also produced Rake. Remember Rake? With Greg Kinnear on TV? Where Rake he, with the steak he, he on the face. He has the steak on his face. Wait, and that's... And of course, Ash versus Yeah, Dead. Rake is a remake of an Australian show, <laughs> yes. right? Yeah, right, my parents right. got into that at some point. Um, Rake puts a steak on his face in the Australian when he puts a shrimp on the Barbie. That was the big difference. <laughs> uh, exactly. He's got a big shrimp on his Barbie face. It, it is one of my favorite <laughs> moments in the history of this podcast that you somehow Rake came up and you and I said, you know, Rake with the steak on the face. <laughs> right. 
I think it was in our As Good As It Gets episode. And Gethard was like, you are the only two guys who would ever say, <laughs> I remember you know, that. Rake I remember with that. the steak on right. his face. Um, but like, that's what you think of because like- Absolutely. Like, See, I've thing, been watching. If you're the ev- third guy. If you're ever scrolling through like IMDb for like Sam Raimi's directing yeah. credits, there's that one in the middle where it's just like, what is this? What the fuck is this? He directed the pilot, right? Yes. And like ubiquitous subway ads. Uh, he, he obviously also does the pilot for Ash versus Evil Dead. Uh, he does, right. And, and I will say, a know. thing I heard uh, from people who worked on that show mm. is that they were like, it was uh, kind of a nightmare because I think the blockbusters broke him and it would be like seven hours trying to pick the right knife. And I don't <laughs> think... On set, when you're there. when It's, it's not just the there. blockbusters, too. It's like, it's probably been a long time since he had to work yeah. to a schedule. Yes. Right. Not to say that he's like right. some insanely... But like... When you read in the dossier where he's like, simple plan, we only had 60 days or whatever. Right. And I'm like, oh, that's like the last small movie he made. Yes. And that was a lot of time. Right. They like, how long like, did Drag Me to Hell take to shoot? That's a good question. And I don't and, remember the answer. No. And the other thing I heard is that movie went over budget and he put his own money into it. Right. I, I mean, I just listened to your episode and yes. that came up. Yeah. Right. So even that, which felt like, oh, he worked on a tighter. It's like, apparently that one got out of control even a little bit. But yes, it, the, it, the Astro Seville, that thing, he only does the pilot. He had no involvement after that. I think that was really like a, a bruise. A little, Ivan and a little favor, thing. sure, right, right, uh, right, right. But it was like, oh, his episode, which I think had already like double or triple the budget allotted of all the other episodes and more time and is a longer episode. They were like, he went like a month over schedule. <laughs> like it was like the rest of the production was trying he to make up. He works big. For. Yeah. I guess. Drag Me to Hell being sort of the outlier, but still a right. But it is that movie. thing. A lot of guys we've talked about in the show and some of the big examples of guys we haven't talked about like Peter Jackson or whatever where it's like he can't go back to small again right you wonder if part of him signing on for Doctor Strange is just like I need someone to give me 200 million dollars right I can't go back to bootstrapping it um now I'll say that JJ in his dossier says that he could not find any evidence that WandaVision was actually ever supposed to come out after this correct as much like that has been we erroneously kind of rumored but he doesn't think right thought that after seeing the movie because yeah. it would have made more sense dramatically. It would have made more sense dramatically. I'll certainly but I say think that. I, Doctor Strange was initially going to be in WandaVision. Right. But th- and then that never came to pass. Maybe yes. COVID reasons. Was it going to be Doctor Strange all along? That would have been stupid. Yeah, yes. <laughs> um, but uh, no, I think honestly, I think from what I remember, like it was more them saying like, we realized it would be dumb for him to show up. Yeah. Like this is about her. Like, but I, I went back to that, the press conference announcement thing and they clearly outline uh, WandaVision and then they're like, and Wanda will also then appear in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse. Right, 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 right. She was certainly always attached yeah. to this Spider-Man movie. is right. the one that got majorly flipped. Right. Where th- this should have come out a year before Spider-Man. Um, so, yes, Raimi, of course, announced February 5th, 2020, that fateful day of Kirk's Douglas's death yes. and Patrick and Griffin's viewing of uh, Weathering with, with You. Yeah. Yeah. What um, and t- truly, yes, we just spiraled for like an hour and a half. Our burgers were long done. Oh, yeah. Just going like, what does this fucking mean? Is this like a, a is this is this a concession? Is this like an admission of defeat from Sam Raimi that he it, just has to fucking the thing that confused us the most is that he by all accounts did not have a great time making Spider Man three because right. of studio interference. Yes, yes, and then did not seem to have a great time making Oz because Absolutely. of studio interference, and then finally after almost a decade, decides to make a movie again with the most controlling of right. all studios. The most notorious, like, nody, like, right. operation that exists. Although, Marvel is at least known for 
they produce things that work. And people right. tend Where to have like, an okay like, time making these movies, like when they actually do it. It's rare that people are like absolutely burning the bridge as they leave. Like it's not like the Justice League debacle where right. like Warner Brothers clearly like swung in halfway through that movie and was like, this has to be something completely different. Yeah. Right. You know, like that was the most crazy example. Yeah. Yes. Um, and also just the weird thing of like, He's working with the studio that has basically built their whole model off of like kind of the template that he had established yes. like way earlier. It's like, yeah, w- like he doesn't need to do this. No. And but also toned it down so much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Michael Waldron, who wrote mm-hmm. Loki, mm-hmm. the TV show, uh, used to work for Dan Harmon. Uh, so he knows from multiverses. Right. right? Can we actually there's something that I wanted to bring. I think up. he may listen to this podcast. Really? Ooh. Not sure. He follows me on Twitter. Wild. Shout uh, out to Mike. So I've been wondering with this movie mm-hmm. and recently, like, yeah. is the influence that Dan Harmon has had mm-hmm. on the MCU seems like, yeah, it seems really wild. Because, like, I feel like it, it begins with, you know, he's brought in to do, like, punch up on yeah. the first Doctor Strange. Right. And then there's this thing where obviously, like, well, community has. Right. A lot of his writers. Like, well, like, from remedial right? chaos theory, it has, yeah. like, it kind of introduces, like, darkest timeline and sure, stuff like that sure. into just like the like pop culture like lexicon yeah. for like this era and then you have the thing where like uh chris mckenna like main writer on community right. writes the spider-man movies and it's like and one at of the at least one ant-man right? yeah, yeah. Two, I maybe, one. maybe both and th- right. yeah and then michael waldron from rick and morty yes uh does, does loki and this jeff loveness who yes. was writer on rick and morty yeah. Shout is out writing jeff. uh uh Ant Man and the Wasp in Quantum Mania, uh-huh. Ant Man Three. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Jeff, Jess- I, I think Jeff definitely listens to this podcast. Hello, Jeff. Uh, Jessica Gao, who's the showrunner yeah. on She Hulk, is another Rick and Morty person. Yeah. Uh, fucking uh, obviously the Russos, right? Sure, who directed much of Community, right? And that's and sort of everyone by that all one. admissions. It's like they got hired because of Paintball Two. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, look. You're right. I think it's because Dan Harmon's been always been very good at like translating very nerdy comic book yeah. thought into like funny entertaining. It's funny that he's just and... kind of become a farm team now for hey. like they just pluck. Yes. And I... also, you know, working for someone who's in charge mm-hmm. and will get his hands into your script and move everything around. And like so being able to deal with that, maybe that's similar to being able to do with Feige, although Harmon and Feige seem very different yeah. disposition wise. Right. Like, you know, I don't right. think Kevin Feige like works insane like night hours or like growing you know, like, a you know, giant like, beard. Yeah. Like, like Feige seems like more right. like a guy who like wakes up at six thirty in the morning and is like, All right, I got eighteen meetings today, right, baby. Right. Yeah. Whereas Harmon goes to sleep at six o'clock in the morning and has a vodka. <laughs> IV drip at all times. <laughs> right. Um yeah, no, it's it's uh it's fascinating. Mm. But um Loki's another one where I feel like this was maybe at some point supposed to be pre-Loki. I can't tell you that. I couldn't tell you. Well, I, I, I just simply don't know. I, it's, it's the weird thing of yeah. like the way they've rolled out like rules and information about the multiverse. Yes. Because when they announced this movie, like I just fully assumed that, oh, he's going to go into a just weird psychedelic dimension. Yeah, you, you scary. open portals in the sky and you zap L- through Lovecraftian them. fucking. Yeah. Right. But Because like, that's what he does in the comics. Yep. And it never occurred to me that it would be like to like you know a branching timeline movie universes or or, like that kind of multiverse yes and then it's just kind of been this thing where it's like okay so loki establishes like variants yes and uh and so you can have like you know richard e grant loki and female loki and stuff like that and then uh like no way home establishes the rule of okay what if we can go to what if like 
people from other franchises show up in this thing. And now, and it's like, it all it, counts. You know, yeah, this but is like, the magic. And, and so the, I'm like, if this notion. was supposed to like come before No Way Home, yeah. what was it going to do? Was it going to not have, was it going to have like no Patrick Stewart or Krasinski? I don't fucking know. Because that was the other thing with all the rewrites or reshoots and all the stories and whatever. You're like, I bet fucking post No Way Home, they're going in and they're adding eight bazillion cameos to this. I bet you're going to see fucking There were a lot everywhere. of wild rumors about this movie. Yes. The Tom Cruise one being the biggest, which you can Google. It's the, yeah, you know, it's he, he was going to be, what's it, the superior Iron Man? He was right. going to be Iron Man. And that Emily and... Blunt was going to be Black Widow, that they were going to do sort of the alternate casting people, people who almost played. A lot of that, which sort of sounds like fun, jokey shit. And yeah. That, like, I'm not saying that that would have been good or bad. Like, right. And but, then there was like, are they going to do Edward Norton? Are they going to do Nick right, Cage, that, Ghost Rider? Norton like, would be a, a, a true coup. That, that was would a rumor be amazing. of like I, right. both Banna and Norton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd yeah, be fun. But the Norton one would have been Fucking bring back Ghost Rider. They should bring back he Ghost Rider. He has a flaming chain. And he does, he's a flaming that. skull. I'm aware rides of that. a motorcycle. They haven't cast a new one. They do have a just, there just was have a, Cage do it. Yes, yeah. no. Well, no, there is a Ghost yeah. Rider in Agents Robbie Reyes. No, no, but he's yeah, he's, he's a different. He's a different, right, he's different. They don't hey, have John, John Blaze. Look, no, no, we should have like a buzzer I can hit. It's like all right, enough, enough. We're being too nerdy. Too nerdy. Too nerdy. Um, what I do know is that they threw everything out. Raimi yeah. and Waldron had this like it's you, you got to start in like three months, right? And they say they like they just tossed away the script and started anew, and I believe it. Uh, by and large, the, the thing I remember hearing is that and I know Waldron was the one coming up with the Illuminati and all that. Like he yeah. was the one who, which is a comic book concept. The, like the, you know, the thing. Just to mildly correct, the thing I heard Raimi say in an interview was they were like set date have to start, not enough time to redevelop the script, and then the pandemic was like, okay, you know what? Actually, you can get your hands in there and you can restart everything now. Uh, I guess I mean, well, let me let me see what else is in this dossier. COVID. Right. COVID did eventually push everything back to, but their original thing was February announcement, May start date. Yeah. And COVID pushed it to November. Right. And so they just like wrote it on Zoom. Yes. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, I think they had a nice time. They seemed fond of each other, Ramey and yeah. Waldron. Um, Ramey said, we had a deadline to start shooting with a script that I didn't have anything to do with. Uh, and everyone had to jump in and start over. It was very rushed and panicked. And for us, the COVID delays were a blessing because it yeah. got us more time to work on the script. Uh, and, you know, um, I've really appreciated these interviews that Sam Raimi has given where he's like, they're like, do you love the MCU? And he's like, I saw like Black Panther, <laughs> Iron Man. That's one of them, yeah. right? You know, like where he clearly was like, I watched some videos. Right. Like, like he said, they showed me the relevant parts of WandaVision. Yes. Right. Like, like watch it all. I, did, yeah. I, I watched like a highlights reel. Right. Right. I, when, when did WandaVision air? It was like January 21. Uh, I mean, like I imagine there was there was not actually WandaVision for him to watch yet. Right? No, no, because this it was, it was WandaVision straight yeah, into January 2021. This. It was truly a thing where, like, because WandaVision started filming pre pandemic, then was on ice for a long time, then they yeah. finished it. Yeah. And then I truly believe it's like Elizabeth Olsen wrapped on WandaVision on a Friday, started on Doctor Strange on a Monday, mm. and then Grundy. like two weeks into Doctor Strange, COVID outbreak, London case right, is bad, right, the right. movie's on ice for another two months. Can I just say it's, it's funny to me that this is the first 
uh, main feed Marvel movie it you've is. ever done. We and it, and it, wild. And it well, clear- it's not that wild. I know, but yeah, right. yeah. It's just because we've done fucking we, we twenty-seven did all Marvel the fucking right. yeah. phases one to three. But right. also, clearly, this means oh, we've got to spend an hour plus just discussing like <sighs> like the st- the studio stuff and okay. like the, the Marvel of it all. Patrick's right. We got to talk about the movie. Yeah, I think th- this movie is so interesting when you compare it to Spider-Man three. Spider-Man the, 3 of, by Sam Raimi. Yes. Spider-Man 3, for me, top to bottom, feels like a Sam Raimi movie. Every single second of that movie feels like it has his fingerprints, his house style, but some of it is just not well done. Right? It's, it's Rush. It doesn't all hang together, right? You but can you're feel, correct. It's not like there's scenes where you're like, oh, boy. like Right. What's this anonymous garbage? Absolutely. Sure. And you're like, this is sort of Raimi, but he can't find the right pitch. Even though, like, you can listen to our episode, like, Topher Grace talks about being like, I was on ninth unit. You know, right. like, like, it was a whole, but you it, know. It, but, feels yeah. like but it feels like tip to tail Raimi. And the things that people will mock, like the dance sequence or, or the handling of Venom or whatever, right. feels yeah. like Raimi having resentment for the things that the studio is pushing on him and doing them in the most Raimi way possible, which then upset people, right? Sure. Whereas this movie, it's like he's trying to both show he can play by the rules, do the thing that fits into their model, and then find his personality in it. There's scenes in this that feel completely anonymous. Watching this for a second time... I would like go through cycles of just being like, I'm so fucking bored. And I felt this the first wa- time watching it, too. It, it, I mean, I don't know how you feel, but I would say especially in the sort of first chunk, yes. which is the most concerned with like setting all the pieces out. I would feel like every 10 minutes there'd be an alternation for me. And mm, I like something would happen and I'd be like, fuck, yes, there's the guy. There's the guy. Right. Mm, but mm. it feels like in the scenes where it's like, Raimi, you just have to do this. He's not fighting against it anymore. No, He's but you're right. The there's rules. not a lot to it. He's picking his battles. Mm-hmm. Well, like, so, like, what's the stuff that he, uh, like, you know, the stuff to me that feels a little anonymous or what, you know, is, um, you see, I, I, like, the first action sequence with Shumagura. I think it's the no, best action sequence in the movie. Isn't it I not Shumagura? It's, ex- it, it's not technically It's like Shum- It's Shumagura. Buzzer, buzzer, nerd buzzer. Two, nerdy, two, nerdy. It's Shumagura. Okay. They do not name this the the thing. Yeah, technically Marvel. Guys, has excuse to say, me. I have the comic here okay. that has the original Shumagarath yes. story that I've been reading recently. Shumagarath rules. He's one of my favorite Marvel characters. He's like, he's like a, an evil demon. He's an that, evil like, eye tentacled man. But, but like that, man. that originates is inside the ancient one's head, and it, it's it has to, and but like his yes, true form on. is a tentacle thing. But like this is just a tentacle monster. Yes. Look, look, guys. Look. They don't name the monster in the movie. Uh-huh. <laughs> in the press notes, and I think what you know, like it is called Gargantos, which is a name they made up because okay. Schumacher's rights are owned by. I have to look this up. Uh, not Marvel for some insane heroic signatures. <laughs> what? Do you remember how Schumacher is a playable character in Marvel versus Capcom? Yes. A- a that... really good character, one oh. of my mains, uh, <laughs> fucking great character. But uh, just of all the choices, how did they land on that one? Because he's cool. Because he's different. I think they were just trying to find like, are there like other kind of like fighting types we can imagine that's not just like punch? Oh punch, yeah, just right? just his current zone. I sometimes see him go into where he's like, his eyes are darting back and forth. It's like watching a tennis match. His <laughs> hand is slowly curling into a fist, <laughs> and he's like, "Do I need to fucking noogie these guys? Like, am true? I about to say shut the it's fuck up?" <laughs> you're confused, but you're also like, should I be bullying them more? It's one of those weird things. You know how Marvel used to do like Conan comics and yes. stuff yeah. like that. For for whatever reason, heroic yeah. signatures own some sort of like little bit of Marvel comics. Right. 
characters, well, including like Shumagura, Rom, uh, Space Knight shit. But I mean, right. I just appreciate that Jesus. they weren't like we're we're not going to do Shumagura because we don't have the rights. Yeah. So we'll do a that monster that looks exactly like it, but it's not it. Like anyway. this monster looks anyway. so fucking good. It looks great. It's especially great. like watching again uh, this time. Uh, the first time watching the movie, I truly felt like. I was so nervous about, like, are we about to watch Oz the Great and Powerful? Sure, it's because just going to be boring. Because if it felt that right. anonymous and that he was that drowned out in his style, I was going to be so fucking depressed. Sure. That I, I only watching it a second time was I like, God, I was fucking white knuckling that entire time. It's sure. I, I think the Schumacherath action is really fun, and I like the the end of the eyeball getting plucked Absolutely. down. I mean, with like the, the I mean, also like one thing that that I just appreciated about that is like you know we, we've seen a lot of you know, Marvel battles in, like, mm -hmm. cities and stuff like that. And uh, I feel like in this, like, you know, the shots hold a second or two longer than Marvels usually Definitely. do. The compositions are a little cleaner. The action is moving, like... Geography. Yeah, Sometimes the that is not true. It's not always true. Like, but, like, no. in the opening one, I think it, that's, the, like, pretty clean. In the crucial sequences, it's true. Right. The action I was trying to think of that's a little more anonymous is say like when Wanda attacks the uh, you yes. know uh, what's it called uh, the Kamartage, the Kamartage. Yeah. yeah and she's like shooting lasers and there's a shield that feels a little bit more like eh the B team can is, do this it's the right? rainy you know, pick his battle shit he's like that's what I'm saying like, trade. It, how many it, of these fights like, can I get it's a couple minutes. And then we're into Wanda going through a mirror and reassembling her like, body and all that, where you're like, ooh, like, right. you know, yeah, this it, is yeah, fun. Every 10 minutes, he'll like fucking, it, the, the other metaphor to steal from Raimi's visuals, the, I think of fucking Toby at the front of the train just trying to hold everything together, right? And then the other thing is like, this movie feels like the fucking zombie Doctor Strange just being like, I refuse to die. I'm right. wh whatever body I need to take. I'm, I will find some way to will this back into being my fucking movie. But like that opening sequence, the cold open, Defender Strange, America Chavez, I was where they're like, like jumping on incoherent, jumping worried. on blocks and understand whatever. I will say, have you seen it in three day? No, it's I, actually I wanted. I was so it, it's funny when you guys. It's kind of hard to see a movie in three D. Like it's the well, opposite well, of this. Cool. This is the weird throat, thing. Right? Um, Even four DX will be like we have one three D showing a day. The rest of the time it's three DX. Here's the thing, right. Lincoln and Square. You won't believe which one we drop. Yeah, <laughs> Eyes, I mean Lincoln yes. Square IMAX. It was IMAX three D. Wow, that's, that's where, cool. That's where I saw it. Yeah. I was like, I was very surprised. Like a friend on just, the like, big ass screen. Yeah, yeah. like oh, you know. I don't know, like 6 p.m. opening night or whatever. It was funny. While you guys were at the press screening, I had like, like I knew multiple people who were at that press screening and I, you guys are white knuckling it. I'm sitting there just like waiting for the responses being like, please, please let it be right. okay. And then uh, Griffin, you, you and multiple friends were just like, it feels like, like you can see Raimi there. And I was like, yeah. that's all I fucking care about. Fine. But right. I will yeah. say 3D post-conversion, uh, obviously, but also the first movie I've seen released this way in a mm -hmm. while. I, I think like, I think Infinity War was the last time they did like the IMAX will be yes. IMAX 3D. And um honestly like it, it's pretty solid like like I like, believe it. Yeah, yeah, I mean it does the thing. Like that that opening action scene when like they're the you know like the bus is like flying at the camera and he That's cuts it thing. in half and His stuff like that. His visual style is really well suited for three D. Even the opening scene, which you know, just like them running around through like whatever yes. dimension, in three D, it's like Cameras flying through stuff. Stuff's moving by the camera. It's like it feels like it was designed that way. Doctor Strange and Ant Man are the two Marvel franchises that actually work in three. Very given to it. Yes. Right. Yeah. I mean, uh, the first movie I saw in three D, and I remember 
looking pretty good. Yeah, like yeah. pretty fucking good. And the portals and the shifting, all yeah. that stuff, like works that, well the same way. The Ant-Man first Doctor Strange would be the last movie I saw in 3D. In fact, really? Yeah, because it used to be at the press screenings. Yeah. They would be like, "Here are your well, glasses." Yeah. I mean, I guess we saw like the Avatar Gemini trailer. Man in 3D. Yes, right, right, or whatever. You, Did know, you like, see Alita like, Battle Angel in 3D. I saw Alita Battle okay. Angel in 3D. Yeah. So that's okay. So there you go. Yeah. But like the last time where it was like, take your plastic real 3D glasses. You know, right. not the very nice yes. Dolby. You know, glasses. Like you know. But anyway, yeah, David. Doctor Strange, yeah, he, you know, in the opening sequence, a uh, different Doctor Strange, and there's America Chavez, and they're being chased by Do like, we talk kind of about a mummy America ghost Chavez? guy. Sure, let's talk about because it. America Chavez, you know, essentially like the human MacGuffin of the movie, yes. right? Is um, you know, obviously like she's a pretty recent character in the comics, right? I think. Yeah. She, I mean, at this point, she's like ten years old, but yes, right. Yeah. I mean, but Doctor Strange is like I don't know, he's like 60, sixty years old. Years but old the other right. thing yeah. was like, uh, correct me if I'm wrong about this. But, like, I thought she was even more recent. And it was, like, she had, like, one appearance, like, ten plus years ago. And then she was sort of revived, like, five years well, ago. Well, so no, here's the, right? t- the timeline with her is, I think she first showed up in this, like, miniseries that I think Joe Kelly. Joe Casey. It's, it's Joe the Casey. Man of Action guys, no, right? Yeah, called, yeah. like, Vengeance. Called Vengeance. I, I think she just popped in that. Right. But the, the thing that I know the character from is she's one of the team in the Kieran Gill and Jamie McElvey Young Avengers. Right. right. Which was 2013. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Which is like a great series, but like she is a completely different character in this movie. Like her in that series is she's basically kind of like grumpy, just like like kind of like it's doesn't is sick of everyone's bullshit. Yeah. Because you got Kid Loki there, and she's just like when he talks too much, she throws him through a wall. Sure. Like that. Like her. That's her whole vibe, and it's. Like clearly, the, the, you know, she does make star shaped portals. Though, that is right? cool. That is her power. Yeah. Cool. Yes. But like the. You know, you can see like in these movies, you know, with like Cassie Lang and stuff like that. They're like, okay, we're building like this new generation of like the younger heroes yeah, that can like be the, funny can, like, thing where you're like, what's Feige's big picture plan now? And it's like it. six different teams. Yeah. There's right. clearly the young team. There's the Thunderbolts bad guys team. Yep, yeah. right. But this is a funny one to me because, and this has nothing to do uh, uh, with the actress. Is it Sochi Gomez? How you say her yes, name? I believe so. Yeah. Yes. Sure. Uh, but I, like, I don't know who this character is really. In, the, in this. So yeah, I mean, it's like, they, it's not just that she doesn't resemble the comic book version. It's just that, like, usually Marvel's pretty good at, like, introducing a new likable character that you want to follow. She's plucky. She's plucky. But That's like what think, I got for but you. But also sad. Like, She's a little sad. Right. She's an interdimensional traveler from her parents are gone or whatever, right? This yeah. movie is having, like, it struggles Plucky. with a couple big choices. It's like, what's the, what's the decision here? What's the take here? And she, they're like, we'll get back to this later. She's not Bucky. She's not Bucky. She is Plucky. <laughs> um, but, she's, uh, it's, it's a perfectly, she's, she's char- charming, but like, it, it, you're right, Patrick, that it's sort of like, I'm not walking out of there being like, I can't wait for more American. No, it's like you know, like you're I don't more think like, anyone. Oh, no, fine, maybe yeah. the take could have been she would be like more like a tramp, like a, a like an interdimensional tramp. <laughs> you mean like a sort of like an urchin, like a little like Ryan the Rails, kid? yeah, know? right. Like, she has like a little bindle over her shoulder, yeah, right, but she's hot. Right. Maybe like a, a hat that sort of the, the lid is sort of popping off, right? Of it. Like it right. looks like a can opener opened it. Could at she the like top. ride like a boxcar through dimensions? Like yes, that sort of thing? absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I mean, let's talk about. <laughs> so she's got kind of like a jean jacket. That's her. Yeah. Thing. All uh, these like, uh, writers listening, uh, um, guys, you know where to find me. <laughs> <laughs> 
the the Doctor Strange characterization, right? The constantly shifting what is the right way to play this character in every movie, sort of like different swings at it. Mm. Uh, the first scene post the bus fight where mm-hmm. they're eating pizza. Yeah. I like the interplay in that dynamic. And I was like, okay, this is fun. And I realized, like, in that moment, I got excited. So the value of her being in this outside of functioning as a human MacGuffin. Right. Which is like, oh, they're doing the fucking the Wolverine thing. Like, Wolverine's always best with a teenage girl. Mm-hmm. It's Wolverine, the perfect counterpoint Wolverine is a mentor for his self seriousness, yes, his right. burliness. And you're like, Doctor Strange's arrogance is best punctured perhaps by like a 16 year old girl who's like I don't fucking know what your bullshit is wise ass teen who's right. like not right. impressed like, this yes. is good and it solves him not needing to be snarky you can si- kind of make him straight man but allow him to be funny and yeah have him be a little stuffy have him be like right. I, I, but then know. I feel like that dynamic is immediately dropped for the rest of the movie well it's not so much dropped as it's just like there's no time for much of a dynamic because there's so much other stuff they have to do I yes. mean their other scenes together in the movie are like the thing where they like look at the memories you know and they're sort of like and that's just kind of like a little which is like the most thing. rick and morty gag in in the whole yes. thing the, the uh the like the the voice that's like you know your memories projected right. you or, step yeah, on a right, on, right, on like a little right. like circle and like your memories project on a screen i'm sorry i don't want to be that fucking guy but like especially watching this a second time i was just like what is their fucking business model you're telling me your store is come in and we'll let you relive your memories yeah right yeah but they have like a try me portal yeah they'll give you like 20 seconds outside like f- four of them like multiple it feels like, like they should have cut it off at some point been like you've gotten your yeah, 20 seconds been funny to have yeah. to like add right. dollars for more right because if I, right. I would just go once a day and just get a little memory yeah a little, a little you know, freebie what, memory what's the model for any of these things well, on our sure, phone sure. you know I mean we're like so often I see someone load an app and they're like clicking eight ads away and I'm like, you know, it's probably like a dollar to remove that. And they're like, well, I don't pay for apps. And I'm like, well, okay. <laughs> it's a principle <laughs> thing. Yeah. Um, but anyway. it's the thing with, with, you know, America and Steven in, mm. in this where they're together. They're, it's like a like, kind of little like buddy dynamic. Yeah. And then once the Illuminati stuff happens, they get separated. Yeah. And then Wanda takes her and they're just gone for the, the rest of the movie. And then he's just hanging out with the uh, biggest Christine. flop of this movie, which is a movie I like, is uh-huh. that the you know the the cr- the crowning end moment for their dynamic mm-hmm. is when Zombie Strange is like, "Look, America, you've had this power and you yeah. all along, you know how, you know what to do," and that needs to be a big moment, right? right? Like that needs to be the like you know her being like, "He's right," right? And instead, it's just kind of like, "Look, America, it's been about two hours on the yes. clock. It's kind of time for you to just fucking use your powers, <laughs> Absolutely. like correctly." But also, like this movie strands Wong on the side of a mountain sleeping for an hour, and then he wakes up and he's like okay time to he's fucking he's sleepy let him sleep well, he's the sorcerer he's supreme so many now these goddamn movies. I know I, and uh, I love him obviously <laughs> we too. love fucking Bandit Wong on this show friend of the show friend of the show but uh, it is one of those things I like and their interplay is always so fun it is and I was excited for him to like fucking be in more of this movie because he keeps yeah. on making these small appearances and the other things it's like okay but this is his main franchise now and it truly is like he's sort of invested in it he makes the sort of plea to Wanda she's like I'm gonna knock you out for a little bit and then an hour later it cuts to him waking up on a mountain and being like oh, thank god I landed here right. let me just climb up three steps um, and I'm back shelf. in the movie right look these things are hard to hard to yeah. not, not needles to thread or whatever look in the plot of the film America's, you know, that all happens, right? Then we're then we're with Stephen Strange, and he's been dreaming of this, sure, right? Right. Because when you dream, you're actually imagining another like life. I think uh, a another... cool concept. A cool Me too. Concept that also raises a lot of questions. 
Raises a fair amount of many. questions. I don't know how many dream sequences Marvel has had. That's what I was trying to think about. Yeah. I think very few, if any. So yeah. at least they haven't really tread on any unfortunate territory. But so that is way. there like a whole universe where everyone has like forgotten their homework? Yes. Every yeah. single yeah. All day. fucking day. Look, this is yeah. not like DC where there's 52 universes. There's like... Infinite. There's yeah, like, like a universe where you actually, you know, stepped on a, you know, cracker and like nothing else about your life is different. Yeah. There's Apparently, a universe right? where you are homework. Yes, that's the thing. It can be oh, as, the worst. It can, oh my as, God. it can be as minute as you live next door to where you live, or as massive as you are homework. You are a pile of homework. Terrifying. <laughs> and everyone is homework. Oh boy. Uh, and then there's this sort of like emotional arc for Doctor Strange, where his his erstwhile his former girlfriend were they ever together? They or were, were together, they, or okay. were they just kind of like bantery what, friends? Yeah, in the first movie. Yeah, what was your guys' impression of their relationship? I don't remember. My impression era. of their relationship. I mean, there's the scene after the car accident where he's like an asshole to her, and she's like, "I'm done." Right. And where, I where was he's like, in his fancy apartment or whatever. Yeah. But yeah. earlier on, you see them like you know, talking right. at work. They do banter. And he's like, I want this on the music or something, right? right. Some music joke. I think they're like Jeff and Britta to, to tie it back to community. Like you yeah. think they have sex, but they've never really written it down what they are. fucking commit to it and she sure. probably... Because he's annoying. Yeah. Right. He's like, annoying. My impression was that like maybe they had dated like briefly like a couple of years ago. Right. Yeah, didn't work out because right. he's an asshole and uh, and they're still like flirty. Yeah, but that's it. But like in this movie begins and it's as if like she was the great love of his sure. life. Yes, and yeah, this is a fair complaint, Patrick. I'm not I'm not objecting. I just do like the idea of like in a world where a lot of people puffed out of existence for five years. Yeah, you might come back and be like. Fuck, like that was what I was Fuck. supposed to do. Absolutely. Or oh, yeah. Right, yeah. I, I mean, there, there's stuff here that I find really compelling. Like, like, right. like a big part of this is like, you know, uh, like questioning, like, is he happy or not? And this. Yes. I think this movie does not actually pull off. It's like right. they set it up and at the end they sort of like offer a coda to it. But I got excited at that moment where I was like, oh, that's actually an interesting emotional spine for this. Yeah. Which is Wanda's going crazy. Right. Trying to find the universe that she wants. Yeah. And his job is to stop her. Right. But could he in the process get distracted by the possibility of is there a universe where I didn't fuck this up? Like he also has his own thing he's searching it's, it's for. It's a right. A dangling temptation and of course every time he goes to a new universe Doctor Strange is always like no we always right. fuck it up or yeah. people are like you always fuck things up right. like you know when the Illuminati show up they're like you the you're single so most surprising thing about this movie is that 70% of it takes place in one alternate universe yes yeah. this is what I was I truly I think we were talking about the Tom Cruise rumors or whatever yeah. I thought this movie would be like every 10 minutes baby jump, jump, we're jump, in jump. it's Rick and Morty yes. style baby like yeah, I mean, yeah you that's know. what they wanted you to think like when they Absolutely. put Patrick Stewart's voice in the trailer. Yeah. Everyone hears that and is just going like, oh man, if they, if they like let us know about that, what what are they holding back the right now? The trailer has three different stranges in it and you're like, oh, we're going to meet yeah. like 20 stranges. And right. this is the thing, like I didn't want any of that. All, like, like going on, I was like, I like, the thing the trailer that I cared about is the shot where the camera flies into Elizabeth Olsen's eye. Yes. And I was just like, all I want is a Sam Right, Raimi you movie. want the visual brr the, the yeah. fucking trailer said from director Sam Raimi and I'm it like, did. they're promoting it? Which that is way. cool. Yeah. It's cool. See, I thought with Enter the Spider-Verse and going so silly yeah. there that I didn't think they were they were going to really 
go in like an absurd way with this movie. Like I felt like that had established, like at least for me yeah. personally, like just going crazy and having a ham universe. That's and shit. the wildest. Like I didn't expect it really sure. as much in this. It right. is the wildest thing about this movie, though, is just like the multiverse thing. Five years ago, you would have tried to explain to any layperson, and their eyes would have rolled back in their right. head. They would have just glazed over. Right. Like, Spider what are you talking about? nailed this so fucking hard, right? And found the perfect way to like set this up, find the emotional value in it, explain it in a way that made sense to everybody the fucking device of let's do this one last time you know just fucking worked and now the ground is laid for everyone to fucking dine out on this thing and this ends up being like what was supposed to be marvel's big entry into the idea of multiverse now ends up being this sort of like latecomer to the party right well but- where we're like we've seen all the things you can fucking do with this i mean also obviously everything everywhere all at once is eating this movie's lunch a little bit <laughs> It's a funny thing that they came out so close to each other. Um, that's true. And Everything everywhere kind of all like, at once. What's is the more... universe where these relationships are healthy? But that's of course more right a thing of like where there's lots and lots and lots of different universes, yes. and they're as zany as you can imagine. Yes. And one of them is just rocks, and one of them is rat, 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 raccoon right. chef. You have right. that one sequence where Doctor Strange raccoonie. Yeah. Uh, the one sequence of Doctor Strange sort of is grabbing onto America. Yeah, and they and zap through a million. But, you know, sure. Black and white, they're, they're, they're made paint. out of paint. Yeah. Right. Oh, I mean, there's it, a bone cool. universe. Yes. And I do like when America, I like the little jokes of America being like, you know, most universes don't have money. Yeah. Right. You know, things like that. I'm like, oh, that's cool. But right. I like the weird. The universe okay. they land in is you're like, what? what's the deal here? So there are a lot of flowers. Stop signs are reversed. People well, kind of dress in black. I, I right. found... Oh, fuck, I have to find it. I forgot about this until just now, but I actually saw a good thread about what he thinks is going on in this universe because it's a very British universe. Interesting. And he had this How whole theory... How would you know that? <laughs> um, <laughs> I want to find this thread because it was so good. Because it does just kind of read as non-specifically weird and random. But people are like dressed up in this sort of like old-fashioned raincoats and uh-huh. hats kind okay. of way. Um, okay. Also, wanna... Pizza Pop is huge in Britain. Pizza yes. Pop, they eat pizza balls. Right. Uh, so his concept was like, okay, so in this world, the uh, 838, I mm-hmm. think is its number, mm-hmm. uh, Reed Richards is the smartest guy in the world, not Tony Stark, right? right? Like he's introduced, when we see Mr. Fantastic, it's like, and the smartest person in the world, right? Um, and... So Reed Richards' Ultron was not evil. It worked. It okay. was just boring robots, right? Uh-huh. Um, and so Thanos is not a problem. I'm trying to find... I, um, Captain Carter mm-hmm. is the, 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 the shield. Sure. She's British, not American. The dominant cultural force is Britain. New York looks like London. Everyone wears flat cap hats and scarves. The Illuminati's HQ is the British Museum, which it is. Like, hmm. that is the set they use. Oh. It's, it just looks like the British Museum. Uh, so it's like a Tony Stark-free world where instead Reed Richards is the dominant intellectual personality, and that's why it has this kind of refined feel with like grass growing and trees, right? Like, it feels a little more natural rather than like a warmongering businessman. Which is also just our world. So, like, we live in the Tony Stark world, basically. Um, and, of course, uh, the biggest piece of evidence he has for this is that um, Wanda is not from, like, a destroyed Sokovia in this movie. I don't know. Like, this okay. is the kind of thing where I'm like, look, 
I don't really care about this, but then I occasionally will stumble across some super fan who's yeah. delving into this, and I'm like, well, that's interesting. I don't even know if it's I'm something like, they thought through. I like, want but, that more in the movie, yeah. Yeah, but, like, but you know, I wasn't thinking about what this multiverse was at yeah. all, really. Like you say, I was just kind of like, oh, the traffic lights are reversed. Okay. Right. Especially because that... Pieces are balls now. That sequence is so good at, like, in two seconds, you're like, I get what this universe is. I get mm-hmm. what this universe is. And right. the place where they land, you're like, what's the deal here? It's just kind of a mashup of things, but... But like yeah. I, that anyway, I just found that a little interesting. I did yeah. too. Thank you for sharing um, that. I'm glad I found that thread. Anyway, Ryan Broderick. That was Ryan Broderick. Uh, shout out to Ryan Broderick. But um, yeah, they they end up there, uh, right? There's nothing really in between him meeting America and that. Right? Well, no. We oh, have well, skipped Wanda, Wanda, right. Wanda right. like you know the oh. second. He goes to lead he's like, movie. I know a witch, and he goes it, yeah, to see Wanda. Right. So right. he's like cold open fucking alternate universe battle. Sure. Right? And she wedding, shows up at Shimmer the wedding after the wedding. But not Shimmer McGrath. My yeah. third sequence, as Gethard said, so great to see fucking Raimi New York back. Yeah, yeah, oh, okay. true. Can I point out one thing that made me really happy about just that Raimi New York scene? Uh-huh. Because a thing that Raimi's always been so good at that they basically stopped doing in the MCU is um, just showing innocent bystanders and civilians yes. at all. Yes. Raimi's so, I mean, obviously, like, in the first Spider-Man, there's a whole montage of just, like, New Yorkers reacting and talking the about Detroit Spider-Man. Brian, yeah. go, Spidey, go. There's so much stuff in that, and it's a thing where in the MCU, I, years ago, I, I, like, when I rewatched all the movies, I noticed this shift where, you know, not, not to, like, you know, do the uncool thing of heaping praise on Joss Whedon right now, uh-huh. but... Whedon did spend a lot of time like focusing on civilians, right. saving civilians, civilians reacting to things. Just like the worst version of that. The worst version, <laughs> exactly. But the first two Avengers the movies, farm, a good though. job of it. They yeah. saved the farm. Yeah. Did they? I can't remember. Yeah, uh, yeah they like p- p- flash pushes the, yeah, the, they the, push the middle of the truck. Good yeah. job, guys. Justice then, League, go! <laughs> yeah. But there's this, <laughs> this shift when in like the Russo era, when that comes, yes. comes in, where you just never, ever, ever see civilians again. No. Like, there's even like there's a thing in Infinity War when the Black Order is like attacking New York. Mm. Tony Stark helps one person up off the ground, and then all civilians are gone. Then every battle, it's like in the fields of Wakanda, in I don't know a crater in a field in upstate New and York. And also, so many of our civilian characters are becoming superheroes as well. Like you're yeah, like, there's okay, no Pepper regular Potts humans become rescue, and fucking Jane Foster's become Mighty Thor. Yeah, and, right. and now just like. The smallest dumb touch that made me happy is there's like a wide shot when like, you know, I don't know, Gargantos slash Shumagarath is like yeah. doing stuff. And you see some people look up and they clearly ADR'd one guy going, wow. You can see his mouth open and they ADR'd in the wow. And I was like, oh, he he's really putting in the effort to yes. show people reacting to yeah. stuff. And I think like that, that sequence is devoid of quips. Yep. Yes, this movie is fairly light on self-referential, defeatist Marvel humor. Yeah, and like, even, like, the fucking Doctor Spider-Man, Strange. the web's out of medical butt, school? Like, I, I, that joke works for me because it feels character-based rather than yeah. the movie deflating its Which is, like, like, the one thing where they say, meet the Illuminati, and he goes, like, the Illuminati. Like, that yes. feels weird because there isn't, like, any, <laughs> it, any of it in the It also movie. feels weird because, like, that's a word he might know. He's not yes, <laughs> you know, he knows like, that shit. You know, it's, it's a word that's used. Right, he can say, I, who are these people? I do like him roasting Reed Richards, though, just because Krasinski is such a nothing in this. Like, it's I such, do it's like such like bad him. casting that, yeah. 
the fans demanded it. They were delighted. People rioted in the aisles with glee. Look, it obviously looks like that footage was shot five minutes before they started screening the movie. Right? Or ten years ago. <laughs> like, <laughs> like one or the she other. absolutely was not in the same room as other people. It doesn't, I mean, probably not. No, There's I, a, for, I, I sort of get the sense that, like, Everyone worked with Patrick Stewart. Sure. And there was a lot of subbing in and out of every other character. Maybe. I mean, like there was this whole thing where people were like scandalized when Elizabeth Olsen was like, I've never met uh, John Krasinski. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. guys, movies are often made this way. Like, it's not like some That's national to scandal. Our weird right. World. Yeah. Like this, I, another thing that you and I have heard is that because of WandaVision and Doctor Strange back to back, those shoots being interrupted by COVID, all this stuff, Elizabeth Olsen was committed to it. TV show, an HBO show. Yeah, she's in some HBO show. And yeah. that she was not available for the reshoots. That yes. the Elizabeth Olsen Her stuff is the storyline is a little more fixed. Most yes. fixed. Uh, I have heard that. The thing about Scarlet Witch in this movie, mm-hmm. if I can talk about Scarlet Witch for a minute. I think we need to. We she's need the to. villain of the movie. Right, because the, the think... next thing after Shimmer McGrath is, I know a witch who can the fucking stop this And she's shit. like, hey, what's up? And he's like, how are you doing? We're friends. Like, And then she's like, yeah, yeah. And then she, how does she reveal herself? She, says oh, she knows America's she says, name. Yeah, she says a name that he didn't say. I right. think it's America. They do it really so. quickly also. They do it very quickly. And then she's like, actually, I'm in a burning forest of my own emotions. Like, got the dark hold. All yes. the Which marketing she got was at sort the end of, of hiding that she was the villain. And then they mm-hmm. just turn it immediately. Do. I, I do want to just quickly say, well, I remember this. Uh, I think this isn't as much of a problem in print. It is funny when a character's name is America and people make statements about her. We have to save America. Like, yes. Yes. <laughs> America's going to be okay. Like, <laughs> I don't think it is. America's in I trouble. I think Doctor Strange might be wrong about that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Scarlet Witch is a, a massive problem character. Yes. She is in the comics and she has quickly become one in the movies because her power set has never made any sense. Because Stan Lee just said, like, I don't know, she makes ultras probability. And later writers were like, she has control over reality? Like, yeah. what do you mean? <laughs> like, that's infinite power. Her like power is both too great and too vague. Yes. In the 60s, she would wave her hands and a rock would fall down. Right. right. And like, by the 2000s, it was like, the whole world is at her command if she wills it. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, she, like, she can create an entire... She can rewrite the entire universe yes. right away and then wipe out the entire mutant population, right. which was, and, it was a bad the, move that I will it was always a terrible be mad move. about. Yes. And the answer of why is like magic, like, you yeah. know, which is this very, even within the fungible world of Marvel, a very, very vague concept. And then she's also Magneto's daughter. Right. She is in, well, in, the, well, in, the, well, in the comics. Yes, yeah. in love with a robot. Uh, right. The other thing with her is that very often they go to the wall in the comics of she does something that fucking alters the universe so much. Why? She might a little crazy. She was upset. You know, women be crazy. Yes. Uh, there, there is this sort of... Uh, you know, 100%. Like, it's like, well, motherhood is such a powerful right. thing like, that, like, m- it made her mad. Most yes. Wanda arcs or stories that are altered by Wanda's powers end up having this woman under the influence thread of just, like, she couldn't handle the pressure. And the Marvel Cinematic Universe made the exact same mistake with her. On her introduction, Insane. they cannot define what her powers are. Yes. She's weird. Yes. And it's defined as like she can mess with your brain. Right. And she can move shit around like right. telekinetically. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. And then she's in a bunch of movies and she never does anything except kind of fly around and move shit around. Right. And then she can, never like, does anything like where it's defined what she can but do. Then she almost beats Thanos. She's powerful. Right. Yeah. Like, and know. then like at Civil War, she's responsible for civilian casualties. Well, like, it's they, not her fault. 
she like moves like a bomb up and then right. it explodes. But they already go to this thing of like, oh fuck, is she a problem? Right. Well, she needs to be watched. Right. Yeah. The yeah. thing, the thing with Wanda in these movies, and I also I, I want to be careful how I word this because I know there are a lot of fans who care deeply about this character. And are very upset about how the direction she went in this Right, movie. yes. But right. my thing with her in these movies, and this is just a product of like the way Marvel makes these movies, is she has so much character development always happen off screen Correct. between movies. I know. So it's, it's like, like Infinity War opens with her and Vision, like they've run off together and they're in love and you're like, when exactly, did that happen? Right. Yeah, and, yeah. and even the thing like uh, Age of Ultron ends and she's on the on the Avengers and then next movie she, she appears and she immediately like fucks this all up and like causes that. We never get to see her like functioning on the Avengers. She, right? it's she's just, the Marvel character who most has a Jurassic World characterization. We're like, <laughs> Every time there's a new Jurassic World movie, you're like, what fucking happened in between these two? Sure. Like, B.D. Yes. Wong just always looks different, has an entirely different vibe and ethos. It's true. You know? it's So, I, I like Elizabeth Olsen a lot as an actor. She's such a talented actor. She seems very eager to be not in these movies Absolutely. anymore. That and was just, one of the, the most heroic press tours of her being like, yes. I don't watch these movies and I'm very happy to they have more time in my out. schedule. Yes. Right. And I just think it is like every time they come to her and they're like, the demands of what we need out of you are entirely different than they were last time. And we didn't let you play the fun part. And right. from the moment she signed up for this role in yeah. uh, Age of Ultron, yeah. she always said, the thing I like the most is her building the family. Of course. That is the most compelling Scarlet Witch storyline. It is. Right. Like, which she initially is from the Vision and Scarlet Witch books. But, like, yeah, like that she imagines these children into existence. Exactly, right. You know. And was like, I don't think they'll ever let me do that. Right. And but so WandaVision feels like the one thing, aside from the fact that she also gets to play in genres. I think WandaVision and... was also just very dramatically successful. I yeah. really like WandaVision. Yeah. And, and comedically, you know, getting to do these different styles and whatever. That's like the one that really played to her strengths. Right. But a problem with how these fucking movies are made is that they had no ability to gauge what the public response to That's WandaVision true. was... They're making this long before WandaVision premiered. And right, or even yeah. just how it came out in the edit, like how things were playing. Like, right. I think they didn't understand that there would be a much greater sense of audience sympathy and empathy for Wanda going into this film. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think Sam Raimi has been handed Wanda's your villain and yeah. he's like, great. And I think he uses her very effectively as a truly scary villain yes. in this movie. Yes. Uh... But he's sort of divorced from the larger MCU, like, ocean. Right. right. And so he just makes this movie with this, like, really intense, like, freight train villain that they are constantly trying to get out of the way of. Yeah. And every fucking way he uses her is cool. Like, when she comes through the mirror it's great. and reassembles herself, it's frightening. Yeah. When she, like, invades the mind of other Wanda and makes the storm in the teacup and all that. Yes. It's really, really impressive. There's the moment at Carmitage where she, like, freezes and everyone's frozen and then she appears behind the yeah. one guard's head and whispers into his ear. It's cool. It's yeah. cool fucking shit. When she, then she's all zombified and kills the Illuminati and then she's chasing them down the tunnel. Like, yeah. it's great. There's a, he, you know, Raimi. There's hard. a moment even where he does the Evil Dead camera thing where they're all hiding out in that room. Oh, and then he's like, the oh. camera, like, whoosh one I way like, and right. wishes like, the other way. The camera is her presence. It's the the energy. I mean, he yeah. also does that later where he has the camera like attacking Rachel McAdams, yes. which I love. I mean, I mean, it's just oh he is... all the Raimi stuff is so good. So like, I think he understood that assignment, but Absolutely. right, but like he's more divorced from Wanda, large 
at large. And then because yeah. of Olsen unavailability, whether or not it was the right thing to do, they right. can't really rework it. But I remember watching this movie. Sure, she's revealed as a villain right away. And I'm yep. like, oh, okay. And then she starts attacking Karmataj. And I'm like, oh, she's like killing people. And I'm like, yeah. there's she's going to have to go. There's no returning from this. Right. right. Like you have the sort of like, oh, the dark hold made her crazy. But like almost immediately watching the movie, I was like, oh, this is it for her. Like there's no redemption. She's not from going this. back on the lunchbox. Yes. No, I mean you can you <laughs> well, can yes. I, of course now in the Marvel world you could always just snatch someone from another reality. Sure. I suppose, but like it kind of felt like I was like, this is it. This is this is Elizabeth Olsen saying bye. Because even in the moments where she's sort of full evil dead deadite energy, yeah. The movie does not play like, oh, she's possessed. No. It plays like she's making choices that she has justified in her mind. And she's overcome with this evil energy. But it's like she knows what she's doing. She ran the calculus. This was her choice. Uh, Which I think pisses a lot of people off who care about this character. Especially because like in WandaVision, the way it ends up is like she does a bad thing by like controlling this whole town. And then she stops at the end. And, you know, everyone's mad at her and she kind of walks away. And then you'd think there it's like... it some recognition like, of like, like she's learned okay. the lesson like okay right. I got yes. out of control that was I, crazy I didn't even know what I was doing it was right, sort of right. unconscious and then right. you have the post credit scene and it's like oh and then she went and tracked down an evil book to do worse stuff well right. she gets the evil book in WandaVision she's oh, reading yeah, it at the true. end uh, yes. Agatha gives it to her right it was Agatha all along it was Agatha all along um, right. but uh I would say the only thing in this movie that really, you know, sticks in my craw, mm-hmm. or, I don't know, phrase we overuse, is that, you know, early on, they pose the thing to her of like, well, what are you going to do with the other Wanda whenever right. you find this fucking, like, family yeah. universe? And she's like, you know, forget it. And then, of course, like, that is the question. And then at the end of the movie, that's exactly what snaps her out of right. it. And you're like, she's smarter than this. She would have had to think about this. Absolutely. You know, so it just is kind of annoying that they don't have some further elevation there or at least some dialogue from her yeah, or something. I mean, that's another fucking good sequence when like uh, she first enters and you're seeing it from the perspective of that universe's Wanda and the yeah. photos start moving yep. and all that shit. The, the storm in the teacup. I love yep. that stuff. Yes. It's yes. really good. It's I, really good. I will say a thing that was like a little bit of a sticking point for me and this you know people might disagree with this is in WandaVision, that whole show doesn't take place over like that much time, right? Because they're like things are suddenly happening, yes. and like yeah, like, I guess so. so right? like, I can't remember how long does she actually have the kids for? Because it seems like a few days. Yeah, and so like if her motivation, at least for me, if her motivation was getting Vision back, a person that she actually had a long term well, relationship with, again, why right? Reordering right. it would make a lot more sense. I'm just like, right. I get wanting kids, yeah, but like. You did also Look. magic them out of nothing, and they aged up to like eight years old in, in a day. A day. They I always love, acted look, like superficial I, sitcom children, like they were never characterized. Right, and they're Even annoying. Her, I like kids. Yeah. I love children. They're annoying. They're, they're annoying. They're, like when she's back with the kids, and they're like, nee, nee. I'm like, oh god, like I'd be fucking like, where's the kids. portal? They're singing <laughs> songs, right? Right. <laughs> like they're not. Whereas Vision, like, it's so sad in Infinity War where she has to kill him mm-hmm. and she, you know, does it and then Thanos rewinds it back so it feels so, yes. like, pointless that she had to go through that. It's so awful. Yeah. So, like, that would be, like, a, and of course that is the thing that sets up WandaVision, right? That's what she's right. upset about. Right. But it would, you know, like, her looking for Vision and instead, of course, they don't mention Vision in this much. She says Viz one she does. time. And, like, Waldron has said, like, look, that had been done in WandaVision. We thought, like, it just wouldn't really 
make sense for us to go back to the well. But I it get feels it. weird that he's not. But in then it. it feels a little odd Especially that the character with the we white actually vision love. now out in the universe. He's out there. Right. And so he, Vision is not in she's just a single mom in this other universe. It seems Seemingly. that way. Well, because in this universe, you know, Ultron didn't fail. And so that vision, vision sure. doesn't exist. Right? Yeah. 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 Just FYI. Okay. That's, that's, yes. I think that's the internal logic gotcha. of what's going on there. Um, but uh, <laughs> but, but, uh, then, but then it's weird that the kids are the oh, same. Ben, ben kids. wants to kill me. He's, he just sent me a text message <laughs> saying that I'm uh, meet me outside. Knife, you're knife, you're knife. dead. Yeah. <laughs> stomp, stomp, stomp. But this is like, right. These are the questions that, that are hard to reconcile with this movie. Sorry, I just answer... have to call my mom to pick me up because I'm scared. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah, no, go ahead. The answer is when, you know, because recently the story came out of like, uh, Feige is about to take the whole Marvel brain trust to a cabin and they're going to spend a week and they're going to plan out the next 10 years right and it's this thing where they're like the building blocks of like oh how do we get to this and that and the yada 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 uh where where this movie just starts to uh, crumble under like decisions made six years ago you know uh, yeah absolutely um i'm sure they have some plan i hope it's not Galactus or something like my ultimate fear Secret is that they're war. going to a cabin and they're like and it's all going to end up with a big dude coming to threaten the earth right. again because it's kind of like right. you know, it, how many it, versions of that are I we going to do what I, what, it seems like what they're going to do because this introduces have you guys read the uh, the Hickman Avengers stuff yes so this this movie introduces the whole like incursion thing with the Illuminati basically having to decide to like destroy these other universes. Right. Universes are crashing into each right. other. Yeah. And that is like this long run that eventually leads up to Secret Wars, where like in that one, Doctor Doom becomes a god and remakes the yeah. whole earth, and Doctor Doom does not exist in this world, so that will probably right. not happen. But uh, but like planting that seed here, I assume that's where they're going down the road. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, I guess. I mean, I don't know. That really gets me excited. Silver Surfer would make an appearance, though, right? If they did the Galactus, I have to imagine. I mean, he Mr. can appear at any Mr. time. Mr. Norrin Rad will eventually show Get up. Get him out! He's the did best. You know Silver, did you know that Silver Surfer's given last name is Rad? <laughs> no, Norrin <laughs> Rad with two yeah, D's. Rad with two yeah. D's. Well, of course. This yeah. is That's just proper. Talked about. I feel like a lot over the years, and you and I have talked about this as well. Um, of just like, is there going to become a breaking point for these movies? The thing that happened with comics where they became so built around these crossover events right. that are going to forever change the universe as you know it. And in order to follow the event, you have to read 30 different titles because all of them have a piece of the thing aside from alongside the main miniseries title. You know, you need to be able to track all this sort of shit. And this thing was a boon to uh, sales. Because suddenly people are picking up more things weekly. It's the whole, you know, you, they used to do it once a year. Now it's every three months. You right. got to buy fucking eight issues just to keep right. track of everything. So as like the comic audience, the comic buying audience contracted, they got the people who were on the hook to buy more titles. Mm -hmm. And it worked for a while until a lot of people started feeling really fucking burnt out and just being like, I can't, this shit is just all unwieldy, overwhelming. I'm tired of reading things I don't care about, having to follow characters I don't like, yeah. expensive. And then it sort of like causes a problem again, right? And right. it's always felt like the thing of like, when is the buy-in going to be too great on these movies? When is the mythology going to be too fucking tangled mm. where it's impossible to just fucking pick it up and yeah, enter into I mean, it? We might be there. I mean, if the, having the TV shows makes it so much more complicated it's a now. I know. Because it's like now instead of watching a total of maybe six hours of, right. of stuff per year, it's like, oh, you've got to watch 
40 and hours. The second one ends, the next one starts. It's yeah. just like fucking constant with the TV shows, whereas the movies are at least like four months apart. There was like 10 days between Moon Knight ending and Ms. Marvel starting well, or something. Moon Knight was very, very tied to everything that's going on impactful. in Marvel. Yes. Um, but I, I, I think back to, uh, and by the way, like, you know, it felt like a couple earlier moments, this has to be the tipping point where this shit becomes just inaccessible mm-hmm. to the public. It cannot be this mainstream anymore because it's gotten too gnarled and whatever. And then it's like Endgame was such a triumph that you had people who went like, fuck it, finally, I'm going to watch these 20 movies. Right, 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 WandaVision right. coming out during the pandemic. I like, think and that had a cleaner emotional arc. Everyone I knew watched WandaVision. Obviously, yeah. we were all captive never watched Marvel to our shit. couches. Or right. Ben didn't watch it. So. Yeah. Nope. Not everyone. But a lot, <laughs> Not a lot of people. Like, a lot of people who don't really watch that shit were texting me being like, you seen WandaVision? And it's then we're good. like, God damn it, I guess I have to watch but, all these movies. But and they're it was all also, on Disney Plus now. It was a novelty. It was the yes. first one. Oh, that's interesting. And it, yeah. and it was different. And yep. It was different. Like it, it had it, a whole concept. Well, I mean, until it ended up with people shooting different color energy beams. They do eventually. The deal was for people who hadn't watched it, right? Who spent their time, I yeah. don't know, doing anything else, having sex and wearing sunglasses Being indoors. cool, and their last name is Rad with two Ds. <laughs> um, in, in WandaVision, Wanda creates a sort of bubble reality for herself where Vision, her, her robot boyfriend, is alive, and they have children together, and it was presented kind of as like sitcoms over the years. That's what I was going to ask. That's it has guy. that very, like, it has like, First a, I love First it was like Lucy. Dick Van Dyke, the, the then it was like, you know, Bewitched. She and then grew it, up right, loving you know. sitcoms and sitcoms are a comfort food. So every episode of that show essentially moves to a different sort of era decade of sitcoms. Of sitcoms. That's interesting. So it was, it's like, it oh, there's great. like a Brady Bunch episode, a Malcolm in the Middle episode. Like it takes on the different styles, but it's sort of the evolution of the family growing across the evolution of And then thing. in the final episode, it's like, it, it was a witch all along, and they Marvel zap each other, bullshit. and it's a little right. boring. But, but she gets a new costume that's more comic accurate at the end. She and does get a new costume. actually say Scarlet Witch for the first they do. time. Uh, actually, every single one of these shows pretty much ends with them getting a new, more comic accurate costume at the yes, end. Absolutely. They do love to do that. Yeah, um, so what let's, I was going to say. Okay, but then let's stop talking Marvel and just do a little Raimi. Before no, no, we're yeah, done. absolutely. Yeah. This, this is time back into Raimi, okay? Uh, this was a thing I, I forgot to say in the Spider-Man 3 episode. But I remember, because those movies were just, like, so accessible. It's a boy who likes a girl. You introduce to one villain. You understand their tragic He's got a gift story. and a curse. Right. First two are just, like, those are movies that anyone in America can understand. Right? Um, right. I remember Tobey Maguire going on to promote Spider-Man 3 uh, on The Daily Show. And John Stewart was like, I love these movies. They're so much fun. So what's this one about? And he was like, well, we got like three villains this time. And one of them, there's like a meteorite that has an alien on it. Sure. And it lands and attaches myself to the suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And John Stewart goes, see, this is the moment where you lose. Me. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, this is the exact moment where I just can't engage with this comic stuff. That's too much of a buy-in, right? Sure. And to watch this movie where you're like, the buy-in is now so great where just most casual viewers understand, oh, yeah, multiverse, this and that, alternate reality, bubble, like, you know, alter kids, whatever. We're watching this, I was like, it's crazy that now this does not seem like too much of a buy-in no. for most people. And yet, also, I feel like a lot of the response to this movie has been like, this is maybe the moment where I'm getting tired maybe, of having to keep up also, with this stuff and track it. I think part of the response is more people who are like, I am bought in and you did not do what I, the bought-in person, the wanted. weird 
And like that's the complaint. weird thing that they have usually done a good job navigating. Like yeah. we're gonna satisfy the fans, we're gonna satisfy the casual family viewers that get kind of dragged along or whatever. Yeah. Everyone's gonna be happy. And this one, it seems like the fans were kind of like a little grumpy about it. Yes. Uh, and maybe the casual family people were like, "What the hell's going on with this thing?" And then uh, the rainy heads were like, ah, "Crash zooms, we love it. <laughs> yes. Like you know, this is cool." Um. Just yeah, just because like there's certain things we should talk about that we haven't talked about yet. The Illuminati. We don't need to talk about that. I just like the ruthlessness of him being like, enjoy your little fan service. Squash, squash, squash. Like, that, that's that, what I like. Especially because like I was so annoyed when Krasinski showed up because it's I mean, look. You're you just annoyed at how good he was. <laughs> oh, exactly. <laughs> but like this guy seems too smart. My take on this is just <laughs> In no world do you cast the guy that you almost cast as Captain America yes. as Reed Richards. Yes, it just it, it just doesn't. You're work. right. It's a bit of a misunderstanding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and, and you and know, it's never been his energy. No, it's not his fucking energy. He is either an like a nice everyman or yeah. he's like an action jock. It's truly yeah. that one fucking Photoshop that has lingered for years, where it's just like, oh, if you combine. You're gonna big old fantastic yeah. dick. And it's just because he's married to he's Emily Blunt, so it's like, what gesture. if it was the two of them? Yes, people, people like, that, like the married people couple. People like that angle. he's a director. Sure. They like that he almost was a Marvel guy, that he's proven that he can be action hero adjacent now. But you're like, this is fundamentally not who he is. Yeah, it's his not take the energy. On Reed Richards is just, I don't know, like bored and nice guy. It's I guess. sort of he's sort of given the exact same performance in a quiet place, which Wanda, is a guy. You don't want to do this. You yeah. Know, it's not a good idea. Listen, I'm trying really like, hard. Sound ba bad, like you know, who else have we got? You know, okay. like Anson Mount was the biggest surprise for me because that, that brought me true delight. It really yeah, I mean for him. Obviously, you know, he's having a, a great having month a great, or so. Uh -huh. yes. But he's so good in Strange New World. Yeah. But uh but like Inhumans is the thing that like Marvel, I feel like would most the want most to shameful for, thing yeah, they forget ever, put out. Right, ever right, existed. Right, right. Like yeah. like the, the worst thing. Like, actually, no, this isn't the worst thing Jeff Loeb is responsible for. Uh, Ultimatum is a very bad comic, but um, but so but like that was like their big move to be like, see, Marvel TV can play with the big boys and shoot things on with IMAX cameras. Such an embarrassment. And, and also, just for people who don't know, uh, when they didn't have the rights to the mutants and that whole side of the universe. Yeah. That was uh, their plan to, to have the Inhumans right. kind of sub in there. It was like you have to have the Inhumans take the role of mutants in this universe. Right. They announced Inhumans as a movie. The comics doubled down on Inhumans for like three years. And at some point, Foggy okay. was like, "Don't make me fucking do this. Put this on TV." No, we have to stop with the Marvel talk. That's all I'm talk. saying. We, so, we actually there's have to so stop. much. I know we we have to stop because we do, don't well, have that's a lot all I'm of time. Saying, but the Black okay. Bolt thing, it's like that's the character he never wanted to fucking touch. He didn't want to have to put these in the movies. I, he punted that off to TV to put right. Anson Mount in the proper costume and do it. And the thing that's most satisfying about it is Anson Mount fucking spent six months building some fucking... He made up his own sign language because he was like, well, Black Bolt wouldn't know ASL. Also, He's um, not from A. Yeah, from he's from M. Moon. <laughs> from what I heard from someone from who worked moon. on that show was that he had like just done like clown college and so yes. was really eager to like use his his so new like physical comedy skills. And Black Bolt is cool. His cool. voice is loud. And his name is Blackagar cool. Boltagon. Yeah. yeah, he's cool. So it's nice to see he got loud voice, Ben. He got a loud voice. I took my six-year-old cousin, my little cousin George, to yeah. see this movie. Uh, we needed a couple bathroom breaks because we got a very large soda. And it's a bit, it's actually not that long a movie. It's shout out, shout out Sam Raimi. It's, a, it's yeah. an even two hours. Yeah. I, I, truly, the entire 
basically all of the uh, Illuminati dialogue happened during a bathroom break. Oh, sure. I was astounded by that. Like, oh, right. that's it, really. It's, it's five to ten minutes. Less. Right. Yeah, yeah, less. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we, yeah. we like walked in. The dialogue itself. Like, then you've got this. Wanda was fighting dying. the fucking big cave troll monsters. Right. right? right and right, I was right. like, I guess this is a good time to go to the bathroom. Right. We came back. The introductions were done. Right. And they were cutting out of the scene. Right. And then I had to be like, listen, this is these five guys. Right, fucking, right, do you know right. this from the comic? That's an alternate version of the character. You know, yeah. this is a character from a different movie. And by the time I had like finished explaining it to him, dead. they were all dead. Yeah, they, they, it's, it's quick. They spend so much more time killing them off than they do having them exist. The killing off is fun. It's fun. really fun. I mean, Black Bolt's death in particular. Yes. It's like impressive that like they were they were allowed to do this in one of these movies. Also, just really funny. Funny. Which it it's, is it's when he covers his mouth yes. so his, he explodes his own head. Yes. Yeah. And it's like kind of gory. But like mm -hmm. you can yeah. see the like lump of like brain matter like sag down it's in his mask. Funny. Damn. It's good. It's, yeah. And this is the thing. These little touches. The eyeball coming out of Schumer This stuff. Raimi loves his fucking eyeballs in places they don't he belong. Does. Oh, yeah. And then the final sequence with the zombie where it's just a little nastier than you normally would see in what kind of movie like this. I like Derrickson. I like the first Doctor Strange. I think his main priority was how do we make magic look cool, right? Right, right. So all and the I think hand he did a good job and, and there's sort of the like yeah, yeah, fiery yeah. ember of yeah, this sort of thing. The whole like, like finger yeah. thing. But that movie is really about him trying to develop a visual language of what do spells look like. Right. And this movie from that first action sequence, you're like, Raimi is really thinking like 12 dimensionally about like, if you could do anything, what would you do? So sometimes you make a fucking like green lantern construct of like big fists yeah. to punch with or to pick up a, a lamppost or whatever. Right. right. And then sometimes you take fucking music notes like well, it okay. is just right. so much okay. fun this to the... watch him. Someone one of our great sort of just innate visual cinematic thinkers right a person who thinks in images and motion but the musical note battle which i have to imagine is like the kind of thing he's bringing to the initial pitch right yes. like here's an idea i have right you know that is the most like one of the best action sequences i've seen in a movie recently uh -huh. no marvel qualifier mm. i was so delighted by that because one it looks cool mm. but two i never would have thought of something like that no it's so incredibly clever, and it's such a good version of the sort of like, I'm in this room and I don't have a gun. You know, I'll grab a candlestick and try and bash a guy with it. But like 10 levels beyond that where it's like, well, what if I could pull the musical notes off of that sheet of paper? It's it's the thing. I went on a weird rabbit this hole. This is the, the, the sequences. He finds the right. other evil Doctor Strange and they have a big battle. I, I went on a weird rabbit hole for some reason of watching a fucking Green Lantern eclipse, the Ryan Reynolds movie. Yeah, sure. But it's like he does the thing that, that movie completely fails to do, which is like, oh, what makes Doctor Strange powerful is that he's smart enough to think of how to yes. apply Ryan Reynolds his Green magic Lantern abilities. just makes like a gun out right. of Green Lantern right. But it's that thing. Power. It's like, why yeah. is Doctor Strange more powerful than other wizards? Because like... He's, he's inventive! He's inventive. A hundred percent. Which Raimi is as well. And of course, like, the, the thing I've noticed about like the musical note battle, which I agree is delightful and such a fun surprise and the thing that these movies never do, is, but I've talked to people who are not like Raimi heads, who are more like bigger Marvel fans, and they were just like, yeah, I don't know. I thought that was dumb. It was just like kind of like childish and silly, and I didn't know why it was mm, there. How depressing. <laughs> yeah, it, it does have a dance, dance revolution vibe. Sure, 
nothing wrong with no, yeah. that. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Be, beyond, <laughs> like, just the energy of that and then what follows, it's it's like a Mission Impossible sequence where Tom Cruise only has a piece of paper to right. defuse a bomb with, where yes. he's like, okay, so I got it down with the musical notes. Like, fuck, now I have to get myself to Mount Wondegore to fight. What can I do? And he starts doing the, yeah. uh, you know, dream walking, right? Where he's going right. to possess a body. And like uh, Rachel McAdams is like, don't you need a body possessed? And he's got the zombie corpse. <sighs> it's so good. That we've totally forgotten about. I had genuinely yeah. not thought about. Uh, and and then it's at night, have, and like the lightning strikes the, as the hand, the like, lightning strikes, and the elf hand music comes out. is really kicking into like there's, Beetlejuice seance. There's yeah. a crash zoom on the eyes with lights on, with a light on the eyes. Yes. And then you've got this wonderful shot of Benedict Cumberbatch in his seance going like, like this. Right. That is so funny and so delightful and so well acted by yes. Benedict Cumberbatch, who is good in this movie. Yes. Um, and like, it's just the goofiness, real goofiness, yes. not MCU goofiness of he's right behind me. Isn't he like the kind of thing that clearly you're, you know, the people you're talking to are like too goofy for me. Right. Yeah. Like it's like crossing some line that like clearly they mostly don't cross. Right. Yes. It's like, I mean, look, we saw this at a critic screening. Yeah. So like, well, we were all clapping and cheering. This yeah. is what I was going to say. Like the, the reveal of the Illuminati members, like that got like a more yeah, muted response. The two moments where I remember the audience like hooting and hollering mm -hmm. were uh, the zombie. Well, no, well, okay, the, go ahead. Yeah, eyes. The, the reveal of the zombie. You could sure. feel the energy in the room where people were like, are they going to fucking let him do this? Right. And not only are they doing it, but he's setting it up full, like evil. He's Ash got makeup style. on. You know, also, like, yeah. it's makeup. Yes, yeah, it's, like, it's, that it's makes not a, a CGI difference. monster. It's and Cumberbatch doing, and makeup. He's doing a whole physical he's absolutely performance. He's giving a Deadite performance, too. Like, yeah. it's specifically, mm -hmm. this is how Raimi does. Mm -hmm. This is what it looks like. This is how you have to move. And this is the energy. Cumberbatch in interviews talks about, like, Sam Raimi being like, yes, what do I want you to do? You know, like he right. does imitations of Raimi clearly explaining the performance yeah. to him. Yes. And, you know, there are little touches, a lot of them we've talked about. The other thing I remember the audience like hooting and hollering at was uh -huh. the sting of the X Men animated series uh, score when <laughs> Patrick Stewart shows up. No, uh, no. What, what, what? The, I, I think what you called in a recent video, you did a great video recently, Patrick, on the um, hula hoop sequence from Hudsucker Proxy. Nice. I mean, it's, it's Raimi season. We all got to yes. talk about it. You got to watch it. Great video, great breakdown of Rindrick's one of and, and you sort of break down the fundamentals of Raimi style and that sort of thing. Um, what I think you call the the uh, superimposed visual collage. Yeah, the thing he does. It's when Mordo is explaining. Right, a thing that, that that's that like there was like a viral tweet where someone was like, "This is the most amateurish transition I've ever seen." Like, and go he's back to literally the early laying 2000s. images and crossfading them, and the music is getting sort of like yeah. You remember the audience getting amped about that? That's yeah, interesting. At least yeah, our yeah, row was yeah, just yeah, yeah, like, yeah. They're fucking letting him do this. And, I know. Like, big shout out to Bob Moraski, who like was able to give this the editing rhythms of a Raimi movie. Mm -hmm. And the Especially construction, the, the scene construction. This is also the first Marvel movie in recent memory with the final act is the best act in any memory, possibly. Like yeah. I don't when's the last Marvel Actually, movie where you're like, it ends best. I mean, I don't like Endgame has a you know fun yeah, like, like yeah, but like, like sure. in, in terms of not like but even Endgame the time heist is the best part that's it is, the middle sure. you know yeah actually I'm gonna say I, it might be the first Doctor Strange which has at least an inventive end it's well, right. the, yeah, the yeah, weird yeah, thing yeah. the first right. Doctor Strange Marvel's thing I feel like is usually creating like fun likable characters that we enjoy watching and then the big set pieces get kind of samey and boring Shang Chi syndrome where you're like this is an interesting um, dynamic bunch of monsters once again right and then Doctor Strange is it's like 
the character stuff is kind of just a uh, a water like a warmed over Tony Stark, mm-hmm. but the action scenes and visuals are actually pretty cool and, yes. and innovative. And that third act where it's like, oh, it's like the backward city being destroyed. It's like him going and like Dormammu and stuff like right. that. He has to defeat Dormammu through logic, yeah. right? Which right. is fun. Fun. In this. He dream walks, of course, into yeah. a dead body. And then a voice goes like, that is forbidden. And then there's a bunch <laughs> of little monsters that show yes. up and start flying around. No explanation. We don't need it. We don't get it. it. He did something that violates some sort of you know uh, cosmic law. David, and what happens then? Those little monsters just uh, fly away. They certainly don't cling to his body, forming a demon cape. But that's what's so good is initially they're a problem, right? Yes. And they're they get and then like I can't remember who it is. I think it's Wong or something. You know, someone's yeah. like your doctor's no, it's Ra- it's Rachel McAdams. Yes, it's like your doctor's strange, and he's like, right, I will use them as a cape to fly. Yeah. It's pretty it cool. And, and they have happy. kind of a stop motion look to them yes, the way they move. Yes, they look like little, you know, army of darkness fuckers. Yes. Like they look like little, you know, rainy bastards. Yeah. And they're going, <laughs> which is like the whole time. But that's why the whole zombie strange thing feels like a metaphor for Sam Raimi. A, like getting his mojo back. Yes. You know, and finding a way to like, I, I'm going to will this into being my movie. Mm-hmm. Right. And like, you know, yeah, like I said, you know, America's big awakening is a little whatever, yeah. but it is fun that she's getting motivated by a Dr. Strange zombie that like talks like this, it's, you know, like, that looks thing. all fucked it's up. It's just like, well, he's able to take some of the perfunctory scenes and just make them. It's such an annoying, like the power has been enough. within you all along. Right. But like at least he's saying it from the body of a corpse. Yes. Like, yes, that's fun. Right. But then you have Wanda's big moment. And, like, I think Elizabeth Olsen plays all this stuff fine. She's a talented actor. Yeah. But, like, that's where I'm sort of, like, you know, it's a little wanting in the larger I just don't care about the kids that much. And I feel kind of bad about that. I don't don't care about the kids, and I think you're right. that I mean, I care about the fact that she likes them. That's good. But, like, she feels connected to them. 25, when you're just like, well, now she's going to have to fucking die at the end of this movie. Like, it just feels like you're lurching towards this foregone conclusion. There's no undoing this knot or whatever. She's she's totally unredeemable. Irredeemable at this point. Yes. Um, then at the end of the movie, he's like, well, I'm Doctor Strange. I'm sure I actually really like Wong's little line where he's like, are you happy, Wong? Yeah. Wong's like, you know, life throws what it does at me, but I am, you know, I'm feeling okay. It's way better than that. I can't well, remember how again, it goes, but it's a really right. nice line that's well delivered. You're just like, oh, right. That's what they were sort of trying to set up was the thing here. He only meets one Christine. He ends right. on Look, fairly good terms with her. I, I like, I'm going to defend it. I like the idea of Doctor Strange going to every universe and they're like, you're an asshole. Yes. Which has sort of been the Doctor Strange arc. Yes. And at the end of the day, he's like, I'm an asshole. It's okay. Yeah. I'm not bad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm just kind of annoying. This has been a funny thing because I've been reading a bunch of like 70s Doctor Strange comics. And the funny thing there is like the Marvel kind of formula is usually like, okay, it's these superheroes, but they have like real personal problems and personal lives and we can relate to these things. And Doctor Strange doesn't have any of that, really. Like he gives up his entire past life to just be like, I am just going to be a sorcerer who lives in a house with one man. Right. Like it is it feels like way more like a like a 30s pulp character than any of the Marvel characters. Like he does doesn't really like the appeal of Doctor Strange was never relatable problems that no, that, that, no. that we that we all share. It's just 
oh, he goes to cool, like trippy visual dimensions. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, right. he's it, not a guy who like has to figure out his the, emotions. The Stan Lee right. thing where he'd be like, "What's a culture I haven't commented on before? Yeah. What's like a what's a world I haven't played? Right. In? Can we put a, 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 West a Village white guy in guy, there? Right, the, mysticism, magic, like. But yes, he. I think that's one of the reasons why you will rarely meet people who are like Doctor Strange was my favorite. Um, but there's they're out there. They're out there. Yeah. Of course, at the end of this movie, he gets his third eye. Yeah, which is that a thing? Yeah, in the cool. comics. Yeah, cool. I mean it's cool eye. as hell. I'm fucking love to see it. But like Joey, my brother texts me being like, "What does that mean?" I was like, "Nothing." He's just know. got like more magic power. You can yeah. see into further dimensions. Also, it's when the cool. eye opens, there's like a fucking guitar. Thing. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, but well, then so, the weird thing about- shows up, played by Charlie Theron, and like it's one of those things that these movies do a lot, where it's sort of like next time he's gonna have a really normal Doctor Strange adventure. We promise. Right. He's Wait. gonna go to the dark dimension. It'll be totally like he'll meet fucking Nightmare or whoever. Well, the weird thing, Eternity, with- one of those guys. The thing with the ending is like like evil Doctor Strange in that one universe has the third eye. He does. Yes. Which, which seems to indicate like he used the dark hold it like took hold of him. He's, right. he's not doing great. He's mm-hmm. like cursed. And then at the very end of the movie there's a very Raimi ending where he seems like he's doing fine. He's walking down the street and then suddenly he like writhes in pain and there's it's a big a, it's sting. It's a very Raimi ending. It, oh, yeah. You yes. thought he was in the clear of the guy's curse forever. Exactly. Right. Right. And then suddenly we skip to the mid credit scene and oh, never mind. Everything is totally fine. They did the same kind of thing in. I feel like Marvel has gotten lazier with their post-credit it scenes. Like crazy. definitely, they yeah. are definitely at this yeah. point. Like, what should I? I don't know. It almost always Harry undoes Styles, the They're ending. like spitting well, some wheel. That's <laughs> like, I, whatever. It's the same thing in the in the Eternals one, and it's like, and uh, and now a famous person you'll recognize will walk in in a right. costume and say, "Hi, I'm the new person you have to know the, about." The now. Eternal one is it's brutal. Right, just like it's go so home and, and read my Wikipedia article right. so you know this stuff for the next one. But like. Clea is cool. Clea is a main part of Doctor Strange, look, but like he meets Clea on an adventure. She doesn't just walk up to him if, on the street and say, "I'm here now." If they announced Charlize Theron is going to play Clea in Doctor Strange three, I go, "Oh, that's cool." Yeah. The way this is set up gives me zero joy or excitement. Yeah. It, it, well, and it just I, I feels like it undoes about. the integrity have, of the movie. You Wait. should have lots of joy for Marvel. Movies. Well, they do then have Why the single best post credit scene they've ever done. Uh, it's, the, the, it's it's finished uh, is really funny. Can I say, it's the other thing. Bruce Campbell is the pizza man. It, I, it's yep. the other, for me, missed opportunity of them not jumping to more dimensions is when they set up Pizza Papa, I was like, oh my God, he's going to meet like 10 Bruce Campbells and each one he's going to torture in a different way. It, it would be funny. It would be It's fun. probably a movie that's longer, but like that would be funny. Now, can I say, because I think, I know we have to play box office game, we wrap do. it up. Uh, but it, uh, important thing, Michael Stobark's performance in this was deeply moving and made you cry. Yeah, his agent really did some good work to get him I, that. There's that some Marvel and, sequel thing yeah, where yeah, yeah. if they I, I was in the last one, you give me a sequel option because yeah. there's the like Captain Marvel where it's like Jaman Hunsu, Lee Pace, Clark Gregg. All of them have yeah. insane billing in that movie. Yeah. But at least like Lee Pace shows up in a dramatic, like dramatically. In that Michael Stobark yeah. is in one. He'd sit in a church pew. Funny. It's incredible. Yeah. I mean, uh, he's good. Good wig. Uh, I, I like the bit of just like, uh, my little cousin was like, wait, so people know he's Doctor Strange? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, why aren't they asking him questions? It's a fair question. Which was smart. And then it's like, watch. You, uh, hey, George, wait till you fucking see Stahlberg. He's got some <laughs> questions for this fucking guy. No, I think the last important thing to bring up mm. is, to your point, Doctor Strange isn't fallible, isn't human in that same sort of way. He's sort of icy and detached, but he doesn't have the demons of a Tony Stark, right. you know? Um, the the dead sister thing, 
which is fascinating because it is so similar to Raimi's own it, it, older it brother's death. When I saw it first, I was like, that's not strange mythology at all. I looked into it. It is. It is. Uh, there's this sequence where he, he, the Doctor Strange, like, prove you, you're another Doctor Strange. Right. And he talks about a sister who fell through the ice. But it's true, of course, that Sam Raimi lost a sibling that way, a brother. Yes. Uh, I don't know if it's exactly like falling through the ice, but he drowned. Yes. Sender? Is that? Was that? Sander, Sander, I think, yeah. Um, and uh, it does feel like something that Raimi is including, you know, as a sort of like this was the because he says like Sanders the one who got him into comic books, right? Is this little homage? And, and his sort of like entire career emotional. is sort of trying to honor Sander in a lot of ways. Yeah, and it's also like oh, we're now on like Doctor Strange appearance number six or seven, and you finally sort of found the spine of this guy, which is just like that was a death he couldn't prevent. And he keeps everyone at a distance yeah. now and it's he wants to exert like high control versus like the what if episode for Doctor Strange I on the Disney Plus show have not seen. was what if Doctor Strange lost his heart instead of his hands? Sure. And their idea is what if instead of the car accident fucking up his hands, Christine Palmer died right. and he went crazy trying to find to a way to keep her, her alive. Right. Yeah, yeah. Which is like felt like them just teeing up this movie of being like, we need to now An make it Doctor seem Strange. like the Palmer thing is right, 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 the right. thing that haunts him the most. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. I, I think the Dead Sister thing is a lot more I think Effective. Cumberbatch plays that scene really, really well. well. Yeah. He's a really good actor. He's a very good And actor. he's especially good when I feel like he's being evil Doctor Strange mm -hmm. and then being dead Doctor Strange. Like, he's having a blast with those. Yeah. He is. Yeah. I think it's a good movie, but I also think I there's think just so much bullshit around it. Yeah, I think just... it's a mess with some really fun stuff in it. I, 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 I mean, it. at this point... Whatever, I, I would be what? kind of excited if they announced that like Raimi's directing Doctor Strange three, but it's just going to be like it's not a crossover movie. It's just yeah, it, it's it's just a Doctor Strange movie. I know, but I think the fans would be mad, wouldn't Probably, they? Or yeah. at least some of them would be. But you know what? They'll still see it, and it'll still make nine hundred million dollars. Quite possible. Doesn't really seem like the Bloom is authorized box office wise. Not mm -hmm. really. No. The box office game is pretty simple. Okay. It's just from a few weeks ago, May yeah. 6, 2022. This movie opened to... 187. Yeah, good number. Yeah, it's That's made $930 so million dollars worldwide. Yeah. Number two is an animated film. Number two is an animated that film. I think you saw. I did. I, I took my cousin George to see it. Uh, the nice guys. No. The good guys? Nope. They're not good. The bad guys. There you go. <laughs> uh, don't really know anything about it. It's, it I'm you evidence it, you of really how what an impression it, right? it made on me. I will say, oh, just interesting thing about like Marvel Tipping Point. Luke hasn't hated Doctor Strange. Oh, he didn't like it. Yeah, halfway through, he turned to me and he went, first Doctor Strange is a lot better." And <laughs> I went, "Sorry, George." Yeah, I went like this movie's a little confusing, right? And he went, "It's not confusing. It's just trash." Wow. And afterwards, wow. his big review was: Did he hold his nose and say "pu"? "Pu." Right. The other thing he did was the scene where uh, Shimmer Grath, the the fucking big mm -hmm. fight scene. He like when they go into that battle, he like wiped like sweat off his brow and went like, "Whoo!" Right. And I went like, "What? You nervous about this?" And he was just like, "No, I was worried that he was gonna kiss the lady." <laughs> Classic. <laughs> Can you take him to every movie and just report I'm, back? Yes, absolutely. But anytime there's kissing, there's and kids then the gonna, final like, throw Christine Palmer, like, I'm sorry, I fucked it up. Thing he was like, tell me when it's safe to look at the screen. <laughs> he was covering his eyes. He was so convinced a kiss was he's coming. He's the anti David. Yes, he really he's is. the anti David. Like this kid. Um, but he just said every Marvel movie is good except for this one. Whoa. I don't know if I agree with him on that. Point. I don't either. But I just thought that was interesting. All right, it is interesting. Number three at the box office. He loved film the bad guys though. Is a film that I feel like George has seen. Uh, Sonic 2. Sonic the Hedgehog He also 2. loves it. He was aghast that I have not seen. Good movie. 
uh, Knuckles is in it, for example. Uh, one evidence of it being good is that. Sure. Um, Supersonic? Yeah, he shows up. Yeah. Uh, number four at the box office is um, a huge hit that everyone liked. No, it's a terrible franchise entry that's probably killed a franchise. <laughs> it's a terrible franchise entry. <laughs> probably. I mean, if they announce a fourth one, I really will be like, what are you guys doing? What um, but I this? watched it thinking like, well, maybe this thing kind of ends with a sort of like graceful note where they could have a sequel if it works or they could end it here if it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Totally ends on a nothing note. And, uh, you know, what? there's I mean, like two more movies supposedly going to come. Oh, 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 oh. Unfortunately, you're talking about The Secrets of Dumbledore. I'm talking about Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore. Yes. Watch it on HBO Max. Now let it slide over you. <laughs> right into the garbage. The, Number five. The definition of a jury duty franchise. I mean, like, where even the people who are invested in it are like, yeah, I got to go. I got the notice in the mail. There's a new <laughs> Fantastic Beasts movie coming out. me for six months. Yeah. Number five at the box office is um the, we mentioned it uh dr strange is you know a surprise competition in the multiverse oh everything everywhere all at once which is a, a genuinely delightful success yes at the box office yes. made a 63 million dollars domestically um which is pretty good mm -hmm. i don't love it as much as some but i like it i want to see it again i i yeah i think it's a pretty fantastic movie yeah. i also want to see it again we had a bad experience at the theater with uh, loud loud people when we saw it then yep uh yeah. which disrupted a little bit which i think heightened. Fuck up. no I, that's the thing i think i was like a little more heightened right, too. Were, oh yeah. yeah i i feel bad almost now uh, more right. i tell about it we don't have time it's okay we don't have time we all support it. you all right good um we have to do our Raimi rankings. Oh, and yes. then I'm going to run out of here and you guys can talk for as long as you like. Okay. Oh, but okay. I got to see Elvis. David has to see Elvis. Another thing, George amped by the Elvis trailer. Whoa. Well, he's a star power. The I guy know. sang songs. I know. And and, and you had to explain like explain the hip swaying thing to him, right? Absolutely. Like, yeah. Didn't know Does Elvis he know was who a Elvis real is? guy. No, did not know. All right. Whoa. Here are my rankings. Number one, Spider-Man 2. Uh-huh. Number two, Evil Dead 2. Mm -hmm. Number three, A Simple Plan. Okay. And then I have number four, Evil Dead. Mm -hmm. Number five, Quick and the Dead. Uh-huh. Number six, Spider-Man. Okay. Number seven, Drag Me to Hell. Number eight, Army of Darkness. That might be a little low. Mm. Number nine, Doctor Strange. Ten, mm -hmm. The Gift. Eleven, Spider-Man 3. Twelve, For the Love of the Game. For Love of the Game. Mm -hmm. Thirteen, Crime Wave. And Oz sitting there at the bottom. Wow. So that's my list. I'm going to go pee. Okay, David's going to pee. I'm trying to organize this. Patrick, do you have any Raimi submission thoughts as I... Raimi submission thoughts? Um, yeah, so I don't have a, a tight ranking. Uh, yeah, I didn't come I in just, prep. Yeah. I will say I have the same top three as David in a different order. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that's pretty... Raimi's like one of my guys. Yes, I, uh, yes. I, am, I, am, I was very happy to be asked to be on this series. I'm just like, like, like ever since, like I was like, I don't know, 13 or so. Yeah. He's been like one of my favorite directors. Um, my my top one is Evil Dead 2. Okay. Followed by Spider-Man 2, followed by A Simple Plan. Then I think I go Drag Me to Hell. Oh, sure. oh yes. yes. Yeah, that's up pretty high. After that, then maybe Spider-Man 1, then Army of Darkness, then Quicken the Dead, then the first Evil Dead... I don't even know where I am now. Uh, yeah, you're doing this all off domes. I, I am. I haven't seen Oz since it was in theaters, and I barely remember it. It's shit. It should be at the bottom of the if, list. I'll, we'll, we'll put that at the bottom, and then I'll say above that, for love of the game, then Crime Wave, then The Gift, then Spider-Man 3, then Doctor Strange, 
Did, is that a, did I do them all? They're not numbered, but I think I think I think I, I ranked think you all did. of the movies. I think you did. Am I forgetting one? This is my ranking. I think I have them all. Evil Dead Two, number one. Spider Man Two, Simple Plan. Then I go The Evil Dead, Spider Man, Quick and the Dead, Drag Me to Hell. We have the same seven in a slightly different order. Right. Then Army of Darkness. Then I go Spider Man Three. Rank higher than you. A little higher. For Love of the Game. Oh. Crime Wave. Oh. Then Doctor Strange. Whoa. Okay, you had the Strange Love. Then Gift and Oz. Am I forgetting anything? No, No, that's that's the full list. Right. Yeah. Fourteen movies. Yeah. Uh, Oz is the pits. Wait, what about the Quibi show? Well, with the golden arm. We don't have time for this. David has to go. You guys talk. Yeah, I know. I know. I just want to say. I love Sam Raimi. I think he's really cool. And it's been so much fun talking about his movies. And I wanted to make another movie in a year or two. Yes. That's mostly what I want out of this guy. Yeah, I want him back in the game. Get your juices flowing good. Do Doctor Strange fine. Now give me some movies, buddy. It's like, I texted you. I was like, feels like a Raimi movie. That's all you need. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, this thing's going to make a buttload of money. And even if it's a little divisive, there are enough people who are so excited to see him doing his thing again that hopefully that will reinvigorate him and allow uh, other people to give him money to right. do his thing. Patrick, it was lovely to see you. You too. You guys talk as long as you want. I'll listen to the episode when it posts. I'll probably wrap it up. Right? Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I think you guys could talk for 10 more minutes, but uh, I got to go. Yeah. Bye. Okay. Elvis, Enjoy Elvis, what do we think? What's going to be good? I th- I'm into it. I hear it's deranged in good and bad ways. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. Bye. 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 Look, I think we should end the episode. Yeah. Oh, well, wait. Can I ask one thing? Anything. That's not about uh, nerd shit Is it about all? Ben? It's about Ben. What? Ben, do you have any congratulations shirts I can buy? Yeah. Because I, I I see you like once a year, sometimes through like a computer screen, like the first time I was on the show. And I'm very invested in congratulations. And I'm just like, I want to, I've wanted a shirt for years. All right. We'll make it happen. Okay. Thank you. Great. And I swear I'll have stuff online available for purchase some, some fucking point. day. Yeah. Knows? Some yeah. fucking day. Yeah. Uh, Patrick, neither coconut. Yeah. I, I I made a movie that also involves a multiverse. Yes. Uh, with a you know a, a budget a tiny fraction of what this movie costs. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, it it's out there. Uh, on it's on the streaming platform Nebula. It comes out. I mean, it it is currently available. It's currently out. It's and, very silly. Uh, and 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 people should really watch. I mean, all of your videos, but the 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 Hud one in particular is such a good fucking. Coda thing. I mean, people were asking us why we didn't do Hudsucker as a bonus episode or at least that or whatever. Like, you like, might do the Coda. We might point. do the cons, but that's one of my favorite movies of all time. And that sequence is the highlight. And yeah. it, it, we it's... are like the two lunatics who are like, Hudsucker, my, you know, my, my favorite Ramey. Or my favorite Coen's. It's my favorite. I would never argue it's the best, but it's my favorite. Hands yeah. down. It just like, same for me. It's just like, it, it ticks all my boxes for like these little things that I just that just like really connect with me. Well, on the blind check part of it where you're just like, I cannot let believe they let the Coens build a miniature New York City at this scale. And the thing that I love is similar to like what happened five years later with the Wachowskis, Joel Silver comes in and is yes. just like, I love you and I will protect you and let you do Anything whatever you want. you want. Right. But like Matrix makes sense on paper as like, if this works, this will be a huge blockbuster. And Hudsucker, right. you're just like, what's the version of this that you thought audiences would respond to? It's a movie that has the word Hudsucker in the title. Yes. That was never going to be a hit. What a beautiful film. Too pure for this world. Uh, thank you for being on the show. My pleasure. Thank you all for listening. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe. Thank you to Marie Barty for her social media helping put the show together. AJ McKeon, Alex Barron for our editing, Joe Bowen, Pat Reynolds for our artwork. I can feel my brain starting to shut down. Uh, Lee Montgomery, The Great American Novel for 
our theme song. Go to blankcheckpod.com for links to all sorts of nerdy shit. Patreon.com slash blankcheck for blank check special features where we're doing the Batman commentaries. Uh, we've already announced this on Twitter, but for people who don't know, next miniseries, Bob Fosse, it's going to fucking rule. And I'll say it. We have insane guest books. Yeah, it's wild. It, you, it, truly, they're going to be a couple stunners. But uh, one of my all-time favorite directors, uh, some of my favorite movies ever made, uh, really excited to finally talk about them. One I've wanted to do since almost the beginning of the show. And so far, we've done a few episodes. They've all been a delight. They've all been a delight. Uh, Patrick, I will tell you off mic who we have booked. And do, you, do you know one of them? I told you one of them. No, right? you haven't told me any of them, but I have a guess, and I'll we'll okay. talk about it off mic. Yeah. Um, but, but gonna be fucking bangers. Uh, that's, that's, that's the end of the episode. And as always, I just, I'm gonna put this out back into the universe again. I'm seriously in earnest starting the campaign now. It's not just idle thought anymore. I want to play Herbie in the Fantastic Four movie. Should we have a dossier queue? Like dossier time. Well, we should like have that. one, but is that, it that? no? I think it is that. <laughs> okay. Yes. Um.